Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? Do I have any freaking game? Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a free beer Friday, football Friday, and fun Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And uh, watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Be a part of today's show. What would you like to discuss on this Friday? We have guests, but we've got some open time as well for you to chime in and uh, hang out with us on a hot one here in eastern North Carolina as we sit here in early November. Coming up on today's show, Tony Collins will do a make good from yesterday when he couldn't join us. We'll have Tony here in hour number one joining us in a few minutes to talk ECU football. Mr. Guarantee, one of them a guarantee last week. Also, we'll uh, talk about uh, where the Pirates are right now, 6-3. and three. Look ahead, and also Tony's Patriots coming off a win as well. So a good weekend for Tony Collins last weekend. We'll discuss that with him today. Another Tony joins us at 4 o'clock. We'll have our weekly NFL chat with Tony Dunn from the C3 Podcast, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Panthers are, man, a kick away from being first place in the south they're a kick away in the browns game from having a winning record right now earlier this year remember that chandler's certainly remembers but i mean just how close it is from a team that is tanking to a team that has playoff aspirations we'll see where tony's head is at uh, after that brutal loss to the falcons last week we'll also make picks speaking of losses I'm over 500 straight up in my NFL picks, but I am 16 games behind Chandler in the standings. Speaking of which, I need to uh, text CJ and make sure he sends in his picks for today. And uh, Chandler, you got something to do today, too. Let me introduce Shirley Rose and Chandler Honeycutt. I'll talk to you in a moment because let me get to the rest of the guests. Morgan Aylers joining us at 5 o'clock, voice of Dottie Ficklin Stadium and soon to be back at Menji's Coliseum. Brian North joins us at 520 to get you ready for the sports weekend. We'll talk uh, about everything going on, including high school football. We got D.H. Conley football tonight right here on Pirate Radio as they take on Leesville Road, round one of the playoffs. And Mark Greenhouse Golf Shop Radio Show will join us as well coming up at 540. All right, send in your NFL picks. Boom, text sent, and we will wait on those. All right, uh, you can chime in on what you want to talk about today. John Moody. Did we talk to somebody going to the Smoky Mountains? Oh, it was uh, Patrick Mason. Hey, John, if you see Patrick there, tell him I said hello. John Moody's tuned in from the Smoky Mountains while on vacation. What's up, John boy? And Steve Hill uh, loved the commitment to the bit. He's he's doing kind of a one-man show where he's... (laughs) I guess trolling a troll, but nobody else really gets it, so he's just kind of entertaining himself. But that's good. I mean, you got to whatever makes you happy in this world, whatever uh, floats your boat. Let's welcome in Chandler Honeycutt, Shirley Rhodes to the show. Hello. 
Hey, Clipper. Happy Friday. Studio B team. What's up? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. <laughs> Chandler, what are you doing this evening? Well, I'm producing this show for the next uh, hour and 45 minutes, and then I got to make my way over to Minji's Coliseum. It's game day. <laughs> Hold on. What time is the game? I remember <laughs> this reminds me of... Uh, <laughs> the game is at 6 right. o'clock. No, but I, that's fine. I, well... So you're leaving at what time? About 4.45-ish. Okay, very fair. Very fair. It was last time we had an issue with you. Because you left like three hours early or something. Did I not do the show like at all? I don't believe so. No, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to throw you under the bus there, Chandler. But yeah, no, we, we made fun of you for that one. <laughs> But this is understandable. An hour before the game is when you're no, supposed but to be there. It wasn't but, a volleyball game, though. It was a Yes, dip. it was. was it but the game was at 5. The game was at yeah, 5. Right, right, right. It was at 5 And you didn't come in it, at all. It, it, you didn't right. do the show at all. Yeah, yeah. because I, ha- I have to be there at uh, 45 minutes before okay, the serve. show starts at 3. Yeah. So, I mean, I would have been here for about 30, 45 An hour. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So he so just I said, nah. <laughs> "Yeah, no, you're right. We know all this stuff you're saying, <laughs> and we're saying, yeah, you should come in for 45 minutes or an hour. Nah. We we got all the details. That's tough. No, but tough. Uh, it is game day in Greenville. EC volleyball is uh, playing tonight, starting at, at six o'clock, and, uh, and you vo- still don't know who they play. Don't know. Do you <laughs> Wichita know State. Wichita, the Shockers. Ooh, uh, what a shocker! But at six o'clock." Come out and enjoy some ECU volleyball, and the voice that you will hear throughout Menji's Coliseum will be moi. I will be on the PA starting at 6 o'clock. All right, the uh, part-time voice of Menji's Coliseum, Chandler, the man of Chandler. I mean, there's a part, there's a three parts There's three, of, three part-time voices right here, yeah. all three of us. Uh, Chandler, will you when you go on the mic, will you, you have to do the – Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Minji's Coliseum. I do that. Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum. You say, hello, honey boy here, welcoming you. Hello, honey boy here, and uh, welcome to Minji's welcome Coliseum. Welcome to Minji's Coliseum. I am honey boy. Home of your ECU Pirates. <laughs> honey boy. <laughs> honey boy. I can, I can see Parker looking, going, this isn't on the script. What's, what is he doing? What is oh, he doing? What's up, Minji's Coliseum? It is honey boy, and you're ready to watch ECU Volleyball. If you could give me a honey boy on the mic, I'd really appreciate it. All right, so... But the question is, are you going to be at the volleyball game for him to be able to verify Text that Parker. this took... Mm. I will not be there. <laughs> Parker would be texting but, me like, why did you let Chandler come over here? Is it on ESPN Plus? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to look it oh, up. I'm going to Google that up. Uh, so, how are you spending your off week? What are you going to be doing tomorrow while ECU is not playing a football game? Let us know. And uh, we're going to reconvene with you next Friday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate for another football Friday as East Carolina takes on Cincinnati. We finally get a off day. Nine straight weeks of ECU football. We're worn out. We're tired. But you got to think about those players who have been beat up for nine straight weeks. Chandler, not to add any pressure, but there's going to be a lot of eyeballs and earballs on you tonight because this game is on ESPN+. Plus. So uh, tell mom and dad, are they aware that you're doing this? Uh, 
Yes, I told my dad last night. You need to let them know that uh, they can hear you on ESPN Plus coming I, up. Tonight. I told my dad last night because I had planned on maybe going home after the show tonight. And then I was reminded that uh, I had to do PA for volleyball. So I was like, hey, dad, I got to do PA for EC volleyball. I will be going home on Saturday morning instead of Friday afternoon. Michael Winstead is not just a listener. He is a member of the family. Family. The Pirate Radio family. And this is a great question, Michael. And uh, it's something I wanted to talk about on the show today, too. He said, he asked Chandler, how is Jesse doing? Mm. We got huge updates on Jesse, folks. Uh, Shirley, do you mind hitting the breaking news for me? Sure. Hold on just one second. We uh, got a lot of news in the Jesse world. We've got breaking news, folks. We've got old news. We've got breaking news. Literally things just happening within the last hour or so. We have breaking news. And now breaking news can be good news. Or in this case, it could be bad news. But not terrible. Not the worst news. Well, okay. It's bad. How about you let me do this? How about you let me break the news? How about you? This is my situation that I'm in. Fair. There's good news. Yeah. There's bad news. And to me, actually, now that I think about it, there is sad news to report. I have sad news to report. But this is. Just kidding. Jesse is no longer with us. Jesse has been a good, good, good Jeep to me for eight years. The only Jeep you knew. The, the only, only Jeep knew. I knew. I remember the day that I went and went back home after going to the DMV and doing my test, my driving test. My dad took me back home and I hopped in Jesse for the first time and I took her to school. And now this week, I hate to report this, but the other day, was my last day with Jesse. Mm. Jesse just has way too much problems with her. There's a lot of problems with Jesse. And the doctors told me they said this. Look, you can keep her. We can fix her up. But she's just not going to be the same anymore. And by and I that, said, Doc, not drivable. Not drivable. <laughs> and I said, Doc, I said, Doc, pull the plug. Mm. That's mm. a tough mm. decision to make. That's tough. So I have kind of a mercy kill. I, I have I've had to make the difficult decision, and I made this the other night. I sat there on my porch, enjoying a nice afternoon bev, and I said to myself, "Self, now's the time. Now is the time to move on." And I have. So Jesse has been a great, great jeep to me, but it's just time to move on. And Jesse is no longer. And ladies, watch the heck out. Because if you see this man here rolling around in his new car, I would actually say, guys, watch out for your ladies. Because when they see Chandler in this new ride, the feelings, the emotions they're going to get, indescribable. (laughs) So Chandler, what are you riding around in now? It is a 2006 Toyota Corolla. And it's like a, it's like a seaweed green. How would you describe the color? I, I think that's perfect. I think that's a perfect. It's, <laughs> it's freshly um, seaweedy. It is. It is freshly painted. So I mean, a it lovely looks good. shade I just of took seaweed it, green. I just took it for a spin earlier. I uh, I said, let me just 
take her for a ride. And it was weird. I feel like I'm cheating on Jesse. So, but I took it for a ride. I said I need to go to the stop shop right quick. And uh, instead of just coming straight back to the studio, I said I'm going to go down Fifth Street. I'm going to take a ride on Elm. Take a ride on Tenth Street. Take a ride on Evans Street. And I took it for a spin. And man, man, does it go! <laughs> How's the first spin? The first spin was uh, magical. How's the? Uh, you got a good. It's s- definitely different. You got a it, sound system in there. It, um, it's a nice little radio. A working radio. Yeah, working radio. You know, it's going to be real awkward. You say Jesse's dead. Jesse's not buried. Jesse is parked, correct? Yeah, Jesse's Jesse is parked. At your house? At my house. And what what about when you pull in tonight and park your new seaweed green Corolla (laughs) beside Jesse? I'd sleep with one eye open. Awkward. Very Very awkward. awkward. I might park it down the road and walk to your house. I I think I'm going to park it in the street, in the front of my house. Right, behind the tree. I, I don't maybe. want Jesse to see that. Yeah. Because me and Jesse have talked. I said it's time, it's time. And you I know, said, you, and, a, I, and I said, Jesse, an amicable I, split. And I said, Jesse, you you know I'm going to have to get something else. I'm going to have to find another fish in the sea. And she was fine with it. And I said, but now, well, it, I mean, it, sometimes you know, over time, you grow apart. And yes, and that's what's happening right now. You and still I said, Jesse, I said, Jesse, don't cry. I've already done my crying for the week. Don't you cry? And you say this as if you had a decision. You really, I mean, there's not much of a decision for you to make. This is like natural causes death. You know, this is not like you're moving on to something better. You're kind of be your hand is forced here. You know, this is true. Yeah. So Jesse understands. Jesse knows that I'm going to have to move on. I, I've already moved on. That and, was fast. Um, maybe- it really was fast, really. <laughs> really shows you the kind of person Chandler is. Yeah. Speaking of which, Alex says, I hope Chandler's future wife is not listening. He's going to pull the plug on her as soon as she's not able to take care of herself. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife goes in for a... I'm going to say, Doc, pull it. <laughs> pull it. Uh, Mr. Honeycutt, she has a uh, a cold. You're, you're kidding, right, Doc? Pull it. Oh, Doc, I hate to do this. Pull it. Uh, uh, Mr. Honeycutt, there is no plug to pull. She just has a... Well, I'm just saying, plug her in and, and, it's over. and unplug. Can you, can you keep her here? I'm, I'm heading home. <laughs> Time to look for a replacement. I go in there while she, she's like, hey, babe. And I'm like, it's okay. It's all right. I'm moving on. What's wrong? You were a good wife. You were good to me. You were so good. These last eight years have been great. You'll get through this, but not with me. There's a seaweed curl out there for me. And that's just like, I mean, Jesse. Jesse's going to get through this. It's just not with me. Hmm. All right. Um, I guess Jason, so Jesse, uh, we found out last week or so, was the name of Chandler's yellow Jeep Wrangler. Uh, Jason, I guess, forgot this, and when we had breaking news about Jesse and updates, and uh, he said Chandler, <laughs> I guess he was speculating on what this news was going to be, and he said Chandler's girlfriend is pregnant, and he said, <laughs> never mind, I forgot that was the Jeep's name. <laughs> oh, boy. Glenn says, the big dog chimes in, he says the car color is Cactus Mica? Mica? Cactus Micah Green. He said, tell him to kick rocks with the seaweed talk. How about you tell me? 
Uh, but Cactus Mecca Green. I don't even know how he knows the color of the car. I don't know if he's seen it. And you know what else? Nobody knows what the hell that is. People know what seaweed green is. They can picture it in their brains. Agreed. So how about these rocks over here? You want me to kick? How about I'm going to put them at your feet and you kick them? Mm. How about you pull an Andrew Conrad and kick these rocks? <laughs> All right. Uh, Josh says Chandler is now Mr. Steal Your Girl. watch out i'm on the road I, 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 the, the, the chair man is back on the road tonight at like 12 15 a.m just uh cruise downtown greenville chandler creep real real quick in your seaweed cactus mike uh greenberg car. two miles an hour so everybody can see you yeah and uh what song you got to have a cool song coming out of your windows what song are you gonna play to attract attention and women Get low. Do <laughs> 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 All right. Till the sweat drops down my, you know what? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. It is seaweed green. I want to ask you this, Shirley. Do you know Hugh? <laughs> <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> oh man. Tyler says, "Watch out for Honey Boy cruising." Oh man, you know what you need? We got to trick this thing out. But we need like a cool graphic on the back window that says "Honey Boy, <laughs> Pip Y'all Ride." Yeah, he, he needs dice in the mirror, dude. Yeah, and like uh, you know how people put the um, like the Instagram logo uh, at Honey Boy. Can we put that on the back oh, of your car? No, I'm not. Yeah. No, that I, I don't. I don't ride with that. Why? He don't. That, need that's that. lame. How's that lame? Your tag on the back of your car. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler is hilarious. He was like, "Man, I'm this car, man. I, I feel so. I'm not going to get any chicks in here." Like Chandler, how many chicks you've been pulling with the Jeep? How are your numbers looking? Well, Jesse wouldn't let me. <laughs> like it's not like you've had girls just falling out of the Jeep. I mean, no offense, of course. This could help you. You don't know that. I mean, something different might could help. People look at cars differently. Some people might see you in a Jeep and say, oh, this little boy hasn't grown up yet. He's still in a Jeep. I've had I've had people ask me, when are you going to get a grown-up car? When are you going to get a grown-up car? Now you When, got this, when are you going to get a grown-up car? Now you got this beautiful four-door sedan. And <laughs> that guy that told me that might be coming into this studio later on. He might be. Now you got this grown-up car this practical car look oh, I, I feel was, grown up I, I think i'm gonna wear a suit the rest of my career here at east carolina <laughs> here, at, at, here at pirate radio Ooh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to be in a suit and tie did you see that why are you dressed like that i'm in a grown-up car <laughs> all right you gotta get tinted windows all right first you need at honey boy on the back uh you get tinted windows dice as shirley said and so when you pull up they don't know but everybody's like kind of gawking like "Ooh, look at this seaweed green cactus mike jones car pull up i wonder who's gonna get out of that you come out with get low blaring in a suit everybody's talking man everybody the guys want to be you the girls want to be with you one of those situations yeah so there's their update thanks for asking michael what a long update <laughs> michael also said it was like the situation in old yeller yeah i had to put her down put her down i held the gun and cried and was shaking at it pull the plug doc 
Tyler says Jesse may pull a Christine when he gets home with a new ride. Ooh. Now that is a reference. Oh, can I? Can I? The old adventure, the new adventures of old Christine. Oh no! Oh no! I'm sorry. <laughs> like, why would that be the reference to this? Just because it's Christine? Yeah. Oh so, boy! That was just the show that I would wake up at like five in the morning and it would be on. Oh. <sighs> All right, oh, no. so I've never seen this movie, uh, Shirley, but is it the car like comes to life and does mm-hmm. it murder people? Or Yes. Okay. That was the it's reference. The based, it's based on a Stephen King book. A car comes to life and murders people? Yeah. My God. It's Cause, possessed. Because of people like you that pull the plug too soon. <laughs> uh, Jason says, post a picture of the ride. I'll get a picture during the... Uh, break (laughs) and put it on uh can you post pictures in the facebook chat we'll put it on twitter or something um i guess you can't post pictures can you where on like the facebook live feed uh you can i'll just take a picture and i'll hold up my phone and put it in the camera there you go all right is that cool with you chandler sure this is kind of against your will but i should ask for consent it is your girl here's a good question have you named your seaweed greed green cactus mike jones car i thought of one today but there's girls named Corey, right (laughs) k-k-o-r why do all your women have boy names (laughs) well i mean jesse's a girl name (laughs) k-o-r-i that's but why did you come up with that what is going on in that brain of yours Corey the corolla oh i see duh coriola all right now you're you're losing me Corey the corolla oh jesse the jeep you're going you're going for alliteration i never found i never jesus the alliteration never clicked with me i apologize all right i'm gonna go take a picture karen karen's here and get a karen cut I'm just going to pull up to every single like Man. restaurant, fast food chain, say, I need the manager. <laughs> yeah. I need I need the manager now. Karen is in the house. I'm going to pull up the car dealership. I need the manager. <laughs> I need the general manager. Alex and Chandler should be excited. The boys are trying to get a look at his lady. <laughs> She's turning heads already, man. Turning oh heads. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. I'll have a picture of Chandler's car. Here's what I'll do. I will take a picture, send it to you, and then you can put it on the video feed, Chandler. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong, man? (laughs) Look, I was uh, I was never a car guy. I'm not a car guy. I had a Blazer. With my first car 87 then i got hooked up with the awesome brand new mountaineer totaled it a couple years later worst day one of the worst days of my life then i had a truck then i had a nice f-150 and then like you kind of grown and was like uh huh i gotta pay for my own stuff i'm gonna get a car it's practical good on gas cheaper and i've uh, been a car guy ever since one day I might go back to the uh, the truck life. But uh, I guess what I'm saying is you get used to it. I still don't really consider myself a car guy. But I do drive a car. 
I drive um, Vicky the Versa around. <laughs> and right now I'm driving Little Blue. Oh, Little Blue. Oh, Little Blue. All right. I'm driving Shirley. Your car's named Shirley? Well, if we're going with alliteration, no, that's not actually what I call her, but she is a soul. Shirley Soul. My lady soul. Mm-hmm. I call you her, I actually my, call her my ladybug. My, my, She's the ladybug. My Kia Soul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we return, touchdown Tony Collins and a picture of Chandler's car. That's on the way after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, coming up, hour three of the show, we're going to give away a 12-pack limited edition Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices variety pack. That is uh, cranberry apple, crisp apple, strawberry apple, peach mango apple, Bud Light Seltzer, and it can be yours in hour three of today's show. A nice treat for a uh, warm November that we're having so far while you enjoy some football this weekend. So uh, be tuned in for that in hour number three. Uh, Chandler, we're working on uh, getting your your car, your uh, picture of your car on the feed to show everyone. We talked about it uh, in segment one. We'll have that up in just a moment, but let's welcome into the show. Isn't that a girl's drink right now? Don't don't girls drink that? Do guys drink that too? Whoever wants it. <laughs> girl, guy, girl, guy, guy, girl. I just thought it was a girl drink. Whoever wants. I mean, what? Yeah. Seltzer. Yeah. I don't know who. You can't get drunk off that, can you? You got to drink about fifty of them. <laughs> Tony, I don't have all the. That's not in my notes. If I'm not mistaken, they're like five percent alcohol. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You got to drink about 50 of them. No, that's a lot. That's like, that's more than your light beer. Oh, is it? Yeah, 5%. Tony, how about you? In the house. You just start chugging them now, and we'll see how you're doing at 4 o'clock. Tony Collins is here. Mr. Garon T. Uh, yeah. Hey, you drink about 10 or 12 of those, your shoulders are going to be feeling all right. <laughs> be back in business. How are we coming on that picture? It's ready to go. We'll put it over there. Let's see Corey the Corolla. Chandler had to bury his Jeep, Tony, that big, bright yellow Jeep. Oh, okay. And he's a little sad about it. And uh, How old was it? It was an 02, but I had I drove it for eight years. September was eight years. <laughs> there's uh, So there's Corey the Corolla, Chandler's new car, and he's he's having a tough time moving on. He's not a car guy. He misses his Jeep. He wants another Jeep. I understand. But right now he's in uh, Corey the Corolla. Everybody can take a look at that and uh, and please give compliments on Corey the Corolla. It's so, a nice car, Corey. That's I yeah. mean Corey. I'm just saying <laughs> Corey's Corey. a nice car. Yeah, yeah. 
Corey's a nice guy. Thank you, Tony. Uh, be kind to Chandler and say nice things about Corey the Corolla <laughs> so Chandler can kind of get through this uh, difficult time that he's in. All right, uh, Tony. Man, you uh, you hit a guarantee last week. I'm and waiting, uh, I'm, oh, wait, I'm waiting on my ham. Wait till Thanksgiving. Although there's a lot of time between now and then. We're going to try to get you to kind of double down or something mm-hmm. so we can get out of mm-hmm. buying this ham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not doing no more guarantees until I get my ham. Wow, you've really matured as a guarantee maker, Tony. You used to just throw them out everywhere. But he wants this uh, this ham for Thanksgiving. So, uh, yeah, high stakes last week for BYU and ECU. If ECU was to lose that game, which they trailed in quite a bit of that game, Tony was going to have to get a ham tattoo on one of his ham cheeks yep. instead tony gets a thanksgiving ham courtesy of troy d and yeah i guess me and whoever else is gonna throw in on yeah. that bad boy yeah you wanted uh nice glaze oh, like a yeah. honey I ham want, i want the glaze I want, yeah you know you put the glaze on it can, mm. it can come already glazed or glaze in the package you're gonna throw it in a roll or a what you know like a make a sandwich or yeah some of yeah, that too that'd yeah, be good that's, that's that's for friday yeah right yeah the day after watching football right, make man. you a sandwich yeah. all right uh well tony's ham will be coming later on this uh this month how about that win tony pirates getting it done uh, on the road the last second field goal great win man they 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 uh defense i mean you know the defense gave us some points but they toughened down in, in the end and uh field goal at the end to win the game was, it was kind of scary but it went through and again, Tony was frustrated earlier this year. <laughs> First of all, Alex says, got dang, look at that thing. So he likes Corey the Corolla. Jason said, that don't look that bad. <laughs> so Chandler, we got folks eyeing your girl, getting some compliments. Does that make you feel good? Make you feel a little better? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, good. She don't look that bad. Hey, she ain't half bad. Um... Tony, you were frustrated earlier this year when the Pirates were losing games to to Navy, especially, but also Tulane, and you you were frustrated because you thought there was so much talent and potential here. Yes, and we were reeling off some numbers uh, earlier this week, Chandler, where you had <clears throat> Holton Naylor's top top passer. You've got three Pirates in the top three categories in the conference, statistic wise. You have Holton Naylor's leading the conference, number one. In- I believe he leads the conference by 200 yards passing. You have Isaiah Winstead, who's third in Number the league um, in, in receiving. And then Keith Mitchell has 200 more yards than the guy in second. He's he's number one rusher in the conference. So kind of speaks to what you were saying earlier mm-hmm. this year when they were losing, Tony, that we got the guys. Yeah. Let's do it. And, and now on this three-game winning streak, they're playing like you – thought they should have been playing Absolutely. all year, right? I mean, once once you put it all together, it took them a little while to put it together, but I think they got it together now. I've you know, I seen some uh, crossing routes uh, last week that I didn't uh, that I didn't see before, uh, which is great for the speed that we have and the talent that we have. <laughs> Throw those crossing routes in there, get pick up seven, eight, nine, ten yards a, a pop, you know, so uh, I got to give it to to the offensive coordinator he turned he turned it around i mean he really did and also tony hold naylor said monday that they were taking away cj johnson and isaiah winstead by basically doubling those guys 
So they take that away. Now what do you do? They, they they run it and and yeah, throw to other options. But huge game for Keaton Mitchell. Holt Naylor's uh, ran the ball in a couple times for scores. So they're finding different ways to to move the ball when their best options are being taken away. Another good sign of what good good play calling, good coordinating, good quarterbacking. Yes, it is, and that's the thing. I, I've, I've been saying it all year too. You got to get. Uh, the, the ball in his hands. I mean, he's got to touch the ball at least 25 times a game. That's that's my thing because the, the guy is incredible. You see some of the runs that he has, he just outruns everybody. I know, Tony. As a former <laughs> running back, we, we've talked about this. You'd be good to speak on it. We always see guys, and they start to go outside and try to turn the corner. Like in an NFL game, you're like, well, that's not going to work. Right. Everybody's running a 4-3 out there. Uh, you see it in college, and and it doesn't work. But Keaton Mitchell is just faster than everyone. So every time he busts it out and turns the corner, he turns it, and he gets six, seven, eight yards. I mean, like I said, man, you got to put the ball in his hands because he's something special. I got to imagine, like, when they're coaching you as a running back, they probably tell you not to do that, right? Like, well, I mean, when you got speed like that, they, <laughs> right. they might not say anything. But most of, most of the runners, uh, you know, I, I, I would call myself a downhill runner. Yeah. I, I like to just hit it in the hole. And, of course, if you can get outside, you can. But Keaton has a, a, a that he can hit the hole or he can bounce it outside because of his because of his speed. Tony Collins joining us. Uh, back to Corey the Corolla real quick. Michael Winstead <laughs> said that's going to be a chick magnet Chandler. So uh, Michael a is... A chick magnet? Wow. You know. agree, right, Tony? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, Tony? Yeah, 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 I agree. I agree, I agree. <laughs> he catches a lot of chicks with that, Chandler. <laughs> Tony's a good guy, right? Uh, Nicholas says, just think of all the cold snacks you can have now that you're saving on gas. See, that's a great point. This is all. This is becoming a major positive in your too life, bad, Chandler. Too bad gas is so high. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, hey, good point. Good point. Uh, touchdown, Tony Collins, hanging out here. Uh, we mentioned Keaton Mitchell, Holt Nailers, and uh, one of their buddies up front, Noah Henderson, will be at Greenville Auto World this Saturday. So that's uh, 11 a.m. to 12:15. Uh, you can bring your family, meet the Pirates, get some autographs, and uh, hang out with Holt Nailers, Keaton Mitchell, and Noah Henderson uh, Saturday at Greenville Auto World. So uh, that'd be a cool thing to do. Go check out the Pirates. And, Tony, that's one of the neat deals about the NIL, where guys can now make appearances like this, get a little mm-hmm. something from it, and uh, it'd be cool to go check those guys out on Saturday. Yep. You missed out on the NIL by a few decades. Yeah, I did. They're paying the guys now, man. I was too old. Yeah. I heard a great point. We were talking to, uh, I think, Jeff Nadeau uh, from Barstool. They had Jay Billis on their college basketball podcast, and I asked him about all these teams that are – because college basketball begins next week. North Carolina, Gonzaga, they all have a lot of returners, guys we're familiar with, like it used to be back in the day, Mm -hmm. remember? And he said, well, the reason for that, Jay Billis said that now – instead of going to the G League or kind of making a, a push for the pros and sitting on the bench for a year or two, a cash. now they can get paid <laughs> while they're in college. Yeah. And there's not that need because, look, a lot of these guys need money. Like That's why they leave. They don't leave because they're ready. They leave because they can earn money and help their family and, and, and stuff the, like that. And the great thing about that, most guys, when they leave early, they don't come back to get their degree. Um, and so now they can stay in school, right. get their degree, and take that leap to the pros. Sure. Just like anything, there's negatives to it, but there's a ton of positives to yeah. it as well. And I think as 
college sports fans uh we are going to enjoy some of those positives we've enjoyed them now with uh all these guys sticking around college football well with the extra covid year all right um well uh okay i'll look at this play the um commenter says i wish we would run oh i saw this last night all right tony so this is coastal carolina app state i I see the commenter said i wish we could run this play with keaton mitchell it's basically a uh option, option a triple option where you've got a guy coming out of the slot goes behind the quarterback fake handoff to the running back and then a pitch to the uh the slot guy I think that guy's a receiver though actually yeah yeah so maybe we run that with cj or winstead <laughs> and have keaton as the decoy here uh but that is a beautifully designed play a little option is, offense there coastal by the way knocking off appalachian state last night down in uh conway south carolina all right uh i'll tell you what let's take a break we'll come back we'll talk more pirates we'll talk some nfl <clears throat> and tony um Briefly, want to ask you about. Uh, I saw you posted. You lost a friend, uh, Eddie yeah, Hicks, and yeah. uh, I didn't know the man, but Jeff Charles talked about him and his big smile and just what a great guy he was. So, uh, I'll ask you about uh, about Eddie Hicks, and uh, we'll talk more football with Touchdown Tony Collins here on a Friday. Back with you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back do you need some beer for the weekend the jarvis street bottle shop near christie's euro pub is a specialty shop selling craft domestic and import brews along with wine and growlers Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer football Friday. What do you have planned for the bye weekend? Let us know. John's headed to the Smoky Mountains. Uh, we had a commenter earlier that said, let's see if I can still find it. I can't. I believe he said watch. he's going to watch the dogs beat up on Tennessee. Hopefully I didn't get that backwards, but I believe he said uh, that was his plan for Saturday. Can't wait uh, for that one, Tony. Georgia and Tennessee at 3.30. Yep. You got Bama LSU Saturday night. Uh, Clemson at Notre Dame uh, Saturday night. So great day. Of college football coming up uh before we dive into more ecu and nfl uh tony eddie hicks uh east carolina hall of famer passed away and uh not only uh somebody you knew from from school but as you said on, on facebook a friend and uh we had johnny on facebook said if tony's willing could he share a, a eddie hicks story or two <laughs> uh so uh yeah how about uh eddie hicks the man he man uh when I when I got to East Carolina, I mean, some of my freshman year, I'm coming from New York, and you know nobody kind of knew any football players came from New York, and they ran the wishbone, and so in the wishbone you have to be able to block, and so I could I could run, I can catch, but I couldn't block, and uh, I didn't play a lot my freshman year, but Eddie took me aside my freshman year, 
and uh, he helped me to block. <laughs> I mean, he he actually made me a complete back, and uh, I, I'm so grateful for that and thankful to him. And he was a friend, man. He he, he would give you the shirt off his back. Uh, he would come to the Pirate Radio's uh, station uh, when, when we had the tailgates, and he would be there and just uh, a great guy, just all around super guy, and just gonna miss him man it's just i couldn't believe it when it happened and um if you knew him and, and that smile that he had special guy and just unfortunate that this happened and gotta go to his funeral tomorrow so. mm. kenny says really gonna miss eddie and that big smile when he came up to the tailgate exactly <laughs> what you just said there tony so uh i've seen a lot of that and jeff charles said that uh he would see him before games and talk to him and said that he didn't have to go up to Eddie. Eddie would go up to him every time, and uh, they talk some ball. And and the, the other thing about Eddie, he loved ECU, man. I mean, he loved uh, the the, the tr- tradition, the the players, the you know everything about ECU. He he just loved it, and I'm just uh, he, he's going to be missed a lot. Tony Collins joining us. Uh, you said something there, Tony. That uh, so football. I mean, it's always been nationally recruited, but probably more so now than back in the day. Mm-hmm. You brought up a good point. Like you think New York recruiting. I think basketball more than football. Right, That's where right. the good basketball Especially players back are. Then too. Yeah, and so uh, a Yankee like yourself coming down <laughs> here to the South. Like did you did the uh, the country boys kind of look at you funny? Like who's this New York guy coming? I mean, here? pretty much man and and, <laughs> and, I, and i had the, the first day of practice the humidity uh it almost oh, took me out look that city boy can't take it you know? <laughs> but I, I i couldn't let them see me sweat right i was sweating on the first day <laughs> i was it was pretty bad no doubt well east carolina's got something going now interesting you bring up the the blocking too um steven igo uh, put out some numbers as far as the highest graded Pirates this year and uh, I think Holt Naylor's was number one this is the PFF grades or whatever they give you mm. uh, Holt Naylor's number one Keaton was number two but his blocking grade was like a seven whereas Rajay's was an 84 and I go kind of explained it that he's he's basically hitting on like i think 66 percent of his pass protection blocks or whatever where rajay was hitting at almost 100 percent rate so it, it does go to show you that and look we use keaton for a lot more than just blocking but you do kind of got to be an all-around back and that's why rajay was so important in the backfield and that's why these coaches are giving a freshman like marlon gunn some playing time yeah he's, he's a bigger back i mean i mean get out come on keaton what what he's 165 pounds so yeah. wet or something like so that. he doesn't have a lot to work with to start right <laughs> so he, he he's not he's not gonna be your your your, your ideal blocker for you so yeah. you, you got somebody like 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 you say the, the freshman i think he's uh, i don't know if you remember they were, were fourth and one and they gave keaton the ball oh i remember and, billy weaver was screaming and it. we should have gave gun the ball yep <laughs> billy, back-to-back plays they gave it to keaton <laughs> billy's in here losing his mind oh, tony's man. at home losing his mind <laughs> what are we doing here but uh yeah i do remember that very well bigger body yeah uh how about that field goal tony have you ever seen a field Ooh. goal scrape the bar like that man, let that? me tell you when when, when, <laughs> when it went through i was like did he make it then I seen everybody jumping up and down. But it was like a... Did you think it got blocked? I did. I thought it got blocked. I thought it got blocked, yeah. Because it was like a... 
It was like a, a line, shot put. A line drive. Yeah. It had to be one of the lowest game-winning field goal kicks of all time. <laughs> like, it never got over 10 feet in the air or whatever. Yeah, it went through, though. That's all that matters. I that guess. it did. Tony Collins joining us. We'll talk uh, Cincinnati next week, another big game. I've just notified Tony that it's another Friday game. You were getting ready yeah, for a Saturday. Yeah, I was. I was Back-to-back I thought, Friday I, I games. I thought it was Saturday, but great. How you like the Friday night games? I like the Friday night games. We're, we're, Puts we're, us on a spotlight, we're, too. We're 1-0 on Friday night <laughs> this, this year. Undefeated. <laughs> we'll take it. So uh, that'll be a key game. But Pirates going bowling, Tony. Still a lot to play for. You start to do some math, do some scoreboard watching. Still alive in that conference race. But uh, great to know that they've logged up a uh, bowl bid this year. I just think, man, if, if we went out and Memphis beats UCF, I mean, we're right there. We're right in it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we have to take care of our part oh, and yeah. then have a couple teams lose and and boom, uh, they're they're playing. They're back at Tulane playing again. That's right. And uh, hopefully can, can do better this time. All right, uh, we got our NFL hour coming up next with Tony Dunn, but let's uh, go over a little bit with Tony Collins. Eagles winning last night, 8-0 now is Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts, a couple of touchdowns, and uh, they just they, they ran the ball. They did whatever they wanted to really against the texans looking at games this week not a great week i'm going to complain about this next hour only two four o'clock games on sunday only two come on nfl give us at least three or four so two four o'clock games you got a lot of key buys this week too my fantasy team's hurting because you got browns cowboys broncos giants steelers niners all on a buy Mm. so uh, a lot of teams not playing this week um, one of the games of the week. Well, the NFL thought the game of the week was going to be Rams at Bucks. No. Now that's two losing teams <laughs> that are boring to watch offensively. Um, one of the games of the week, Tony. Kirk Cousins returning to Washington to face the Commanders. You're gonna kill the Commanders. You like that? You like that? <laughs> You're gonna kill the Commanders. Kill? Who, who's your quarterback? Shirley, tell Tony who our quarterback is. Heineke. Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Chase Young. Tell Tony who the quarterback is. Heineke. Heineke. <laughs> That's our quarterback, Tony. Oh, God. He's like... You want to put some money on the game? I, I'll give you 10 points. He's broke Kirk Cousins. I'll give you 10 points. I will take that. <laughs> you want to do it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> How much you betting? Uh, the same I'm about to give you after this show <laughs> that I owe you from earlier. All right. That's 10 bad. points? I'll give you 10 points. You're a madman. Commander's going to win this outright. Are the Vikings really a 7-1 and one team? They're 6-1 right now. Are they I mean, really a 7-1 team? I mean, you look at their team? schedule, uh, you know, it's, they, they haven't beaten anybody great, but no. they're 7-1. They're Kirk Cousins back. I, I'm looking. I, look, we'll see what happens. Chase Young returned to practice this week. I don't know if he's going to play. I um, hope he does it. But, dang, Chase Young won't play this weekend. There you go. Uh, so, they'll be missing that. But uh, 10 points. Yeah, I like that. Vikings are a three-point favorite in that game. Uh, Bills at Jets. Your Pats took care of the Jets. Tell you what, the Jets are frisky. They got some good players, but they have Zach Wilson at quarterback. And that ain't cutting the mustard. Mm-mm. I don't know about – I don't know. what. That was a good win, good bounce back win for the Pats last week. I mean, they had to do something. How you how do you lose to the Chicago Bears? <laughs> my God. Well, I tell you, they're not going to lose to the Colts because I watched no. them last week against my team, <laughs> and they are not good. Yeah. Sam Ellinger, quarterback. Their quarterback is out too, right? Is uh Matt? Well, they benched him. 
Oh, they benched him? Matt Ryan's healthy. They benched I th- him. I thought he was hurt. He's benched. He's old. Wow. His bones are hurting because he's old, but no, nah, he's healthy. Know, I didn't know that. I'm looking for good games this week. Chargers at Falcons could be a lot of points, but, you know, not a great game. Um, Titans at Chiefs. Ravens and Saints on Monday night, maybe? Ravens, Saints. is uh, The way the Saints played last week, that could be good, but... Uh, we call this a good dad weekend, Tony, or in your case, good good husband, good grandfather weekend. <laughs> Hang out with the family. Yeah. Don't worry about these uh, these crappy football games. Yeah. But, uh, you know, week to week, it's always going to be wild. There's going to be last second But you stuff. know what? I looked at the Philadelphia Eagles uh, schedule. They got a chance to go undefeated. Now, I don't know if they, they'll win it out. But they, they got a chance to go 16-17-0 with their schedule that they had. Washington at home next should be a win for Philly. At Indy should be a win. Packers are struggling. Tennessee at the Giants at the Bears at the Cowboys. The only game, they might the, be the only game to stick out is the Cowboys. The Cowboys can beat them. Giants is a division game. Nah, I Giants, still don't believe Giants, in the Giants. Giants won't beat them now. Uh, but at Dallas on and that's uh, Christmas Eve. That, they could be undefeated on Christmas Eve at Dallas. That'd yeah, be a huge that, game. Yeah, that'd be a good game. And then they end with the Saints and Giants. So could uh, run the table like the Pats did in the regular season in oh oh seven oh eight the Randy Moss year, and then lost to uh, Giants yeah, in the Super Bowl. All right, uh, Tony. Thanks for hanging out, man. What you uh, yes, got, got planned for your weekend? Like I said, you got to go to my friend's funeral. Oh, yeah. and- uh, it'll be a it'll be a cool weekend. Just sit around doing nothing, tell stories, and uh, yeah. talk to some old see friends. Some, see, see some old guys. Yeah. All right, Tony. Thanks for hanging out, man. Bye, buddy. And uh, we'll see you next week. There is touchdown, Tony Collins, Mister Guaranteed. I want my ham. He's got a ham, and he's got Vikings minus ten on Sunday against my Commanders. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Tony Dunn joins us. The Panthers are. This close to having a winning record, being in first place. Instead, they will get back to tanking after what happened to them. The Panthers. We'll talk about that and more when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show welcome back do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, here with Tony Dunn, the C3 Podcast, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Tony with the Cane shirt. Big uh, win for the Canes last night over the Lightning, and they are right back at it tonight, I believe, at home. So, uh, Hurricane's off to a great start. Uh, this Shootout season. last night. Yeah. yeah. Miranda's going tomorrow, I think. Um, tomorrow, Sunday, one so, they got the Sabres uh, coming up tonight. And then, no way, they play three. Yeah, Sunday at five. They'll take on the Maple Leafs. Uh, so, a couple of home games coming up this weekend for the Carolina Hurricanes. Tony, man, you want to talk about a, a fine line between tanking, awful 
decent, good, whatever you want to call it. I thought about the the Browns game earlier this year where there was a rookie kicker hits a fifty nine yarder, yep, whatever yep. it is, to and then win it, misses a bunch of kicks for the rest of the season. Too. <laughs> That's the way it goes. And then on uh, on Sunday, just the calamity that transpired down in Atlanta. Uh, the Panthers are very close to having a winning record and being in first. They're also uh, not that in uh, in reality. So like, oh, they're actually in reality very far away from having a winning record. Chandler uh, had some exciting football to watch in late October, so at least he was excited about that. Tony, did they reel you back in? You picked them to win, right? I did. I got it right here. I did believe. I believe so. Uh, you did. You and CJ had the yeah. Panthers winning last. And they week. should have. Yeah. They should have, but they didn't. Um, yeah, totally reeled in. I'm, I'm actually excited about this. One thing that's cool is I think uh, with maybe college football as well because of how few games there are, um, from what week to week you can just all of a sudden you have hope where you didn't know you could have it before because I really, you know, we have been talking about like the fear of, hey, man, we got to do 10 more post games with this team after we had fired Matt Rule. Uh, even with Wilkes coming in, you're thinking, gosh, this is going to be a difficult thing to ship to write right here. And um, But all of a sudden, you're, all you, you find yourself vying for the division uh, against the team that you can beat, a, you know, a vulnerable team. The team's all of a sudden got some life to it, a spark to it. And, uh, yeah, we're like – all of a sudden, we're sitting here talking about – we went from number one draft pick talk to playoff talk back to number one draft pick talk and still – long shot playoff talk right now <laughs> it's a bizarre world and i think this is what makes the nfl so remarkably appealing look i give up on my team pretty quick i've already been out in out and back in already this year yeah i'm sure i'll be out at some point and maybe rivera will get me back in in december when yeah he wins a lot totally. of games in december so i'm riding the roller coaster this year and uh seeing what happens uh with my team that's won three straight so the panthers lose um what came out of the uh the dj Moore penalty did he was he asked about it after the game like what did he say about it yeah he said that he's got to remember that the game's not over that there's still time on the clock and uh he didn't really he wasn't uh overly apologetic uh and he shouldn't be i don't think is that i mean it was just kind of one of those emotional moments and he said look i got to be aware of what's going on and uh you know, there's still more time and more game to be played, and I got to do. You know, I can't do that. So that was kind of it. I'm with Chandler here, and and I like to consider myself a sports guy. Chandler is a sports guy uh, for sure. I thought I I don't remember seeing an extra point being backed up like that. I, I always thought it was on the kickoff, and they cut the camera angle to uh, to the extra point, and this dude standing at the 50 yard. Yeah. Line. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even that it was just backed up. It felt like I guess I didn't realize how much how much further extra points were just in oh, general yeah. now. Yeah, so you got that, and they're in that dome, and the can- it's like a wide <laughs> angle, and it was like a sixty three yard. Yeah, extra it point. felt. <laughs> he should have like done it like a kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> and Chandler, uh, you said that uh, if you get those yards back, you make it because it tailed or what it ta- yeah it tailed. No yeah, doubt about they- it. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, uh, you know, gosh, the stress of kicks. Uh, this is something that is not lost on Pirate fans. and Right. Uh, you know, it just stinks. It stinks because th- that is the 
arguably the best throwing catch in Panther history. The only thing you could say that is better is just because the stakes of the game were more important somewhere else. Masim Muhammad, 85-yard touchdown. Steve Smith against the Rams in the NFC Championship. I'm trying to think. Or mm. uh, that was a division round or wild um, Sean Foster. Uh, the, t- run, the run. The run. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other iconic plays like Cam taking on like six of Atlanta Falcons. But just when it comes to – it was like a Od- uh, that Odell Beckham catch. You know, it's just would enter lore. It was 67 yards through the air. The That's longest – Air yards travel since they touchdown kept up, since they kept up keep up with it yeah and so then, where did uh well, we could do math but where did he throw the ball from around the thirty five yard line our own thirty five yard line and put it about five yards deep in the end zone yeah like, I mean that is nuts he didn't man. catch it and then go into the end zone he caught it in stride Falling. in the end zone yeah you I, know uh, the wild thing about this is. Well, first, anybody listening right now is probably ready to go gotcha at any moment because that's what the internet loves to do to people that are. Um, but somebody on our podcast, we're going crazy about this, and they go, huh, funny that you guys didn't know that the other longest touchdown pass ever thrown through the air was by Baker Mayfield on your team right now. Hmm. And it was, I think, against the Panthers. And it was that Donovan Peoples-Jones catch that uh, he threw two years ago on fourth down, and it was a 64-yard through the air mm-hmm. in a bucket. Uh, too bad Mayfield is in the trash can right now. <laughs> did, you see his, um, did you see the video of him trying to throw into that net in the corner of the end zone? Man, and that's kind of messed up by that reporter, won't it? What him videoing it and putting well, it that, then he goes, look at this dot. Oh by, yeah, yeah, by, yeah. He said, look uh, at this dot by Baker Mayfield and, and it just like hit what this roof. It went way over. It yeah. went way over that yeah. target. It Somebody was, said it hit David Tepper. <laughs> Adam said that will play by DJ Moore the best worst touchdown catch in Panthers history. Yeah, I mean, and it, because you lose the game, then it just automatically becomes less. Yep. Well, then he misses that extra point. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to lose in overtime. And the next thing you know, we have a chance to win it in overtime. I'm like, Eddie Panera gets another chance at this. And what what a great, knew, you, you know. Knew, you knew it's right a lot around. like, I mean, it's a lot like the Owen Daffer situation in the state game. He misses the extra point. You sit there in overtime and you're like, good for this kid. He's going to get another shot. He's going to win it. And everything's going to be fine. It's instead, exactly like that. And instead, he misses it. Because the field goal was... Um, a manageable field goal too. Oh, the, the, the extra point was the unmanageable one. So it was a really heartbreaking. And um, but I like to think of these. I'm trying to be a glass, a positive clip. I'm trying to be positive, Tony. Not really, but um, this is exactly the best case scenario for me. To be honest, is really exciting football, but still in the hunt for. A top pick. Keeping your rebuild uh, going while playing some With, entertaining football. Yeah, without being miserable. Yeah. You know? Again, though, I said this four weeks ago. All this top pick talk, the Texans exist. They're not winning. And the Raiders. Yeah. like. But we're top. Now our pick goes from top pick. When I say top pick, okay. now I mean top, top five. five. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Is that maybe three? Because you're right. Is the Panthers... Don't look like they're quitting, and the Texans can't win. 
I don't think anybody from the NFC East or AFC East will challenge you. The Steelers uh, are looking like they might be in the hunt. Yeah. Uh, mentioned the Texans. The Lions. The Raiders. The Lions are going to scratch out three, four wins probably at some point. But when? right now they have when? one. They're running out of time. I thought so too. But yeah. you know what? Is they won like week one and haven't won since. And then really that's it. Or week two. That's about it. Like you're, who you're challenging with right now. So Raiders. Top five, very um, likely. Raiders, Texans. Oh, Jags have two. I feel like they're going to get a couple more. Jerks. Uh, Those poor guys. No, I, again, I feel like that with the Lions. I think that you are saying that because you believe they're better than they are. The Lions are competitive, though. They're in. Well, that's game. what I thought. But they can't. It's win. true, though. That's true, also. I mean, I felt like every week I picked the stupid Jags to win, and they <laughs> stink. I mean, is Trevor Lawrence a bust? I mean, Cook, guys. You know I, what, Tony? You're the only person that didn't take the Jags last week, <laughs> and you won. Yes. Because you took the Broncos, who I refused to take. Yeah. So. Oh, you're right. And then they stink, too. Oh, but, and I wanted to ask you this. So the Panthers are not a team we consider to be good, nor the Falcons, nor are my commanders. So off the top of your head, just real quick, instant reaction, how many good teams are there in the NFL this year? Name Six. It. All right, now let's go through it and see if we can find six. Philly? Buffalo? Yeah. Kansas? City? Yeah. New York? New York who? Giants? No, no. They're no, six in... No, they're not good. Okay. Their record's uh, good. Okay. Um, I think the, All right, the Ravens, Ravens are borderline. Ooh. They make the list. Oh, the Dolphins? The Dolphins are good. Yeah. The Dolphins are good. Did I get it? I think the Ravens... Oh, what about the Vikings? ...are close. Yeah. You don't trust their defense, even though I'm starting them this week against the Commanders? How about the Cowboys? I would put them in good. So you think Cowboys, you think they're better than the Giants? Definitely. That's messed up. I mean, it's probably right, but... Stinks. I think the three... What are the, what's the Dolphins record? Four and three. Are the Seahawks good? Five and three. I think the five and three... <laughs> I can't call them Me good. either. I can't but, call them but, good. But they're like the Giants category, right? Yeah. It's like they got a good record, play hard each week. They're they're fun, though, man. I think the Ravens Gino are Smith good. Smith should be an MVP candidate. You think the Who's are good? Ravens? The Ravens. They've blown too many leads. They, they God, they can't. So it. what? They've also won some really good games, too. I mean, they've and they played some tough opponents. They played the Bills. The are the Dolphins. five and two Titans good? No. No, they're not. They're in the Giants category. And they play the Chiefs this week with Malik Willis, and they're like 14-point underdogs. So. I mean, rightfully so, because the Chiefs are good. They are very good. Um, the Eagles are very, very good. Yeah. Um, All right, so you got six or seven that yeah, you named. I said six. And I agree with some, disagree with others, but it's, it's not. Now, in the great category, you've got Eagles and Bills – and maybe Chiefs, and that's oh, it. Chiefs. That's all I Dolphins. got. Dolphins. I, I, I'm glad you're on this Dolphins train because every game they have had Tua, they have won. Yeah. Every, where he's played a full game and he's been healthy. In the games they didn't have him, they're 0-3. When they've had all their weapons, and it is a league of attrition and injuries happen, I know, but when they've had everybody there, they have won and look really good doing it. Yeah, so. and they've even... I mean, and then one, and to be fair to them, a little bit is the one game they lost without Tua. They took Ted, or one of the games, they took Teddy out on like the first play of the game because 
it was the week after Tua got his concussion stuff, and then they looked like Teddy had hit his head on the ground. Mm-hmm. And so they went from the backup oh, to yeah. a third stringer that nobody was prepared that they weren't even prepared for. So that was kind of a tough uh, case. I don't know who they were playing that week. I don't know if it was the Jets. Um, the other thing is, yes, is Geno Smith is. He's like the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Your NFL, your MVP candidate should be right now Tua, uh, Gino, Josh Allen. Uh, before I get to him, and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. But the winners are going to be Mahomes, Josh Allen, or somebody else. Like, I think you could put Lamar up there. I mean, he just does it all by himself. Like, name one other person on their team. I know. Is that likely? <laughs> <laughs> that's his name you doing bits that's turning right. a bit guy <laughs> isaiah likely very good uh who's the bet who's the uh non-quarterback front runner for mvp oh tyree kill tyree kill no he's not even the best receiver on his team all right if we're gonna have a discussion in the nfl i mean nfl talk i love Jalen waddle but tyree kill has who got the, better numbers Tyree Kill has the third most receiving yards through eight games in NFL history. Third most. So I'm going to say he does. Okay. Well, guess what? He doesn't have more touchdowns. Look, I bet you they're pretty comparable. Tyree Kill has 961 yards. Jalen Waddle has 727. Look, I love, you're not going to get me to say anything bad about Waddle. I like Waddle. I think Waddle has like eight touchdowns already. Well, you're off, but he has three more than Hill. He has five. Tyree Kill has two. Yeah. So he's got him there. Um, uh, Tyreek Hill has 27 more catches than Jalen Waddle. I wanted to say, I mentioned this. I was This was something that you talked about maybe last week or earlier this week, and you were talking about fastest. To 2,000 yards? Yeah, and I can't believe Moss isn't there. Oh, yeah, I saw you text me that. And I wanted to like look it up, but I was like, how do I look at just his first two years? But anyway. Yeah, because he had that one game against Dallas where he had like <laughs> 290 yards. He got 2,000 yards that game. Um, no, I think, uh, look, I think that's interesting. Geno Smith has been playing lights out. It's crazy to have a career renaissance. Is it like a... Is there a story ever like it? Is it like a Kurt Warner story? Like, I mean, I know Kurt Warner goes on to win. No, that's a good example of a guy that was just completely written off, but we didn't know about Kurt Warner. At all. Like, uh, you got to go back, but maybe Rich Gannon. He was yep, in the league yep. for a long time yep. and then won an MVP with the Raiders. Who else could be? And that's about it. Like, Kerry Collins, maybe, came yeah, back with the Titans. A, and, yeah, uh, resurgence. Um Fitzpatrick kind of played better later in his career, but he never even made the playoffs, I don't yeah. think. So you can't put him in there. Vinny, no, Vinny was always good. Not bad, yeah. yeah. Or he was known. But Gino was a butt, a bum. Yeah. And then this was kind of cool, is they asked him if uh, beating the Giants meant anything to him as a revenge game. He said, no, uh, but I did it for Ben McAdoo. And he do said that do. in like a positive, like he yeah. really meant it. Yeah, like he, like he they gave believed in them. Actually. Thanks for bringing him in. Yeah. And Remember, there's a trivia question, right? Who ended Eli Manning's um, uh, starting streak? Gino, Gino Smith. Smith. Yeah. And then they benched him and brought Eli back <laughs> yeah. in. And they're not a clown organization. Well, they're, well, not, yeah. they're not anymore. Not anymore. I'm trying to. By the way, while you're thinking, let me just reel off Randy Moss's yards for the first six years of his career. <laughs> 
Third over at 1313, 1413, 1437, 1233, 1347, 1642. And that's with the out of quarterback. No, no, Who? no. Well, they had Randall Cunningham throwing it, and then they had uh, Dante Culpepper. No, well, he had Jeff George and then Dante Culpepper. So you're right. He had, th- he had three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Or two, Dante's just the one that's not any good. Well, Jeff George is not a Hall of Fame yes, quarterback. Yes, he is. He's one of the greats. He's one of the great slingers. <laughs> I love Jeff George. My dad, we, he called him George Jeff because he hated him. <laughs> he was like, the Redskins got George Jeff starting this week. I hate that guy. <laughs> Why? So then he made me hate him because he sucked. And he like, argued with the coach. Uh, he thought he was this badass he because was. he could throw it 100 miles an hour. <laughs> but he didn't win any freaking games. <laughs> So he just uh, he was one of those players I always liked. Why did you like Jeff George? Because he could throw it. Uh, he could throw a football through a piece of plywood. He was like Uncle Rico. Like he could throw it <laughs> over, over the, the mountains. mountains. <laughs> and then he was a jerk. Like he was. Uh, he was a, like yeah, a head case. Like he hated everybody. Like, yeah, he's just always miserable. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a. Uh, <laughs> to me, it's just one of these people I latched on to. All right, there you go, Tony, a big Jeff George guy. You know, Dante Culpepper, he, he had a r- little run in, with Randy. Yeah. Uh, but he also had uh, Randy that was the and... the Dante Culpepper dance. Who was the other? He also had tiny hands. Um, he was one of the first tiny hand quarterbacks. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he could throw it deep. Um, Randy, and who was Chris the guy Carter? that caught? Yeah, only touchdowns, catches only touchdowns. And then he went to the Dolphins and stunk. Who? Dante. Oh, oh yeah. What? Uh, no, Randy. Who are the? Uh, Ooh, who else? was the quarterback that the Dolphins chose Dante over that off season? It could have been Culpepper or oh, this guy. Drew Brees. Yeah. Uh, and I can't believe I remember that. To what about this? Is that as we're talking about career renaissances? I know that Gino didn't do well his first years, and Randy was Hall of Famer, but. He had that dip where he goes, where he's stinking on the vine. Like, you know, if he gets stuck in the like, stole the, money from the Raiders. Right. And then all of a sudden he comes back with Tom Brady and reminds everybody that he was the best receiver ever. I love, there's like, it always pops up maybe on his birthday or something, but I see it once a year on Twitter. And it said, here's Randy Moss's catches over 40 yards highlight reel. And it's like the length of most guys' career. Oh, yeah. It's like longer than that. It's like 14 minutes of just <laughs> bombs, and it's unbelievable. Just this. Yeah. In Oakland, uh, he did have a 1,000-yard season. Oh, wow. But he was 60 for 1,000 and then uh, just had a three-touchdown season. Look at this. That. It's like you're like, what a bum. He went 767 yards, 1,000 yards, and five, but he's done. Man, and then he comes back with three monster years. I know people argue like Rice and stuff because Rice does have all the records, but the best receiver I ever watched play was definitely Randy Moss. Totally, hands down. Totally easy. Like, not man, Calvin Johnson, hold my beer. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, Jeff George to Randy Moss doesn't get any better than that. (laughs) I mean, he could make Jeff George good. (laughs) All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll make some picks. Uh, This is a good dad weekend, Tony. Oh, great. I got kids. Not a lot of good games. Including the the Panthers. Plan some activities with your family this weekend, this Sunday. We'll be back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The sidebar in Uptown Greenville is open and ready to serve you. The Tex-Mex Fusion Restaurant offers uh, dinner and Sunday brunch from 1030 until 230, located right next door to the Dickinson Avenue public house the sidebar has indoor dining and patio seating for everyone to enjoy for the latest on reservations menu items and more follow the sidebar on facebook or on instagram at sidebar.greenville now let's head back in to prl here's cliff back with you here on a friday edition of pirate radio live football friday free beer friday we got some apple slices variety pack today from bud light seltzer cranberry apple crisp apple strawberry apple peach mango apple that can be yours a 12er coming up in hour number three we have a score on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck buck. the gold team leads the purple team one to nothing after four innings i love gold thank you chandler for that all right uh coming up on saturday Tony, you want me to get the kids out of the house for a few minutes? Yeah, yeah, what we got? Head over to Greenville Auto World. Holt Nailers, Keaton Mitchell, and Noah Henderson will be there hanging out, signing autographs, getting pictures, kissing babies. So, uh, Greenville Auto World, uh, Bell's Fork. Yeah, it's right by my house. Yeah. I have so, to do uh, that. Is this a – we got to pay for these autographs? Uh do not know. Hmm. <laughs> I mean – Well, I mean, you got to ask that now. Yeah. Uh, you didn't good, have to ask that two years ago. Good for yeah. them. Yeah, not upset about it. I mean, this is more of a re- legitimate financial question. <laughs> <laughs> should we skip lunch and get autographs? <laughs> or? Exactly. Or should we skip the... Never mind. Kids, uh, this Keaton Mitchell autograph... Is Cough more, it up, kids. It's worth way more than a Happy Meal. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. This is an investment. Cough up your money, kids, and give me that autograph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tony wants the autograph, yeah. and the, the kids got to pay their allowance for it. All right, uh, Tiny, let's make some picks. Oh, by the way, I did want to mention trade deadline passes without any more Panthers going. So, yeah, yeah, Brian Burns is a Panther, DJ Moore, everybody else. Um, yeah, the we've got a crew of people to build on, particularly on defense. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was Texans you know, made a little fight of it in the beginning last night. They did. And, they were uh, hanging with them. Uh, but then, I mean, I was obviously bludgeoned to death. But what's going on with Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks. Mad. I guess he didn't get traded. Wanted to be traded, I'm, I'm guessing. The way he had his cryptic tweet out there, it seemed like he maybe was told he was being traded or something because he was like, y'all were screwing with me in my career. I, I guess. I don't know. What do you got, Shirley? I got Troy D. on the line. He's got an answer for your autograph question. Troy D. Oh, hanging okay. on the Pit Electric Live line. Hello, Troy. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, fair question by Tony Dunn, but I wanted to let folks know it is 100% free. Oh, I'm totally there, Troy. <laughs> and not only that, uh, our good friends at Greenville Auto World, Tim Sutton and company, have produced an 8.5 by 11 glossy uh, picture of all three guys that they'll give you to have them signed. Oh, wow. Awesome. So if you don't have anything you need signed, if you want to just show up, they can sign that uh I don't know. What would you call it? I, I guess a, a picture card kind of deal um, that they'll sign for you, and it's all free. There's no charge for anything tomorrow 
with those guys, or if you just want to stop by, say hello, and get a photograph, that's fine too. There you go, Tony. Man, kids are eating lunch. <laughs> All right, good info, Troy D. Thank you. All right, bring them out, and uh, once again, going on Saturday lunchtime at Greenville Auto World. So appreciate uh, you guys mentioning it, Troy. While you're here, we're about to make picks: Dolphins at Bears. Who you got? You know, I was uh, happy to sell my tickets a couple weeks ago when the Bears were hot off that in from the Patriots, and um, I just am not feeling it with the Bears right now. Um, I put up a fight last week, but yeah, against Dallas, but not enough, obviously. But it's, yeah, I, I don't see the heart in this team right now. They're trading away all the good players. I give them yeah. a little rebuild. They've got more cap space than God right now, so. Maybe they can, you know, rebuild this thing next year. But I think all the heart and soul of this team is already gone. I say Dolphins. All right. Thanks, Troy D. Talk to you Monday. All right. Thanks. All right. There is uh, Troy D. Free event, uh, Greenville Auto World. That is 11 a.m. to 12.15 on Saturday. Poor uh, guy thought it was a serious question. It was. Dolphins at <laughs> Oh, that. <laughs> that was not a serious question. Um, and you always see this, but the Bears are going through it right now. I saw where a lot of their players were, you know, asked about Roquan Smith being traded. And I saw one in particular was like, we get the business. Trust me, I understand, but it sucks. And yeah, another one's yeah. like, man, why? Are we, what are we doing? So they're kind of going through that right now. But they go and get Chase Claypool. Yeah, kind of a weird week. So they, I guess that's part of the future, though. They say, all or right. Or they, I've, my friend said this, because I, I couldn't understand it, Cliff. It's like, why would you be selling everything and then acquiring a guy who's really not even that good, honestly? You know what I mean? He's like, okay, not the player that we thought he was going to become all of a sudden. Uh, but my friend said that they're just trying over the last seven games to see if Fields, if he put a, some pieces with him, that if he could continue to improve and you could maybe get a sense if you need to pick a quarterback or not next year. So it's more about judging Fields yeah. the rest of the way. Uh, guys get a stigma. And like with Plaxico Burris, he, I remember him as a rookie spiking the ball when he wasn't touched and a fumble. He fumbled it. The other team picked it up. So you're like... All right, this guy's a bonehead. Luckily, we don't remember him from that anymore because he shot himself in the leg, so he's remembered for that. I remember him for his greatness. He was good. He was really good. My point is, with Chase Claypool, first thing I think of is last year, they're in that two-minute drill, and and he catches a pass instead of putting it down or handing it to the ref he, he like spikes does a the dance. ball right oh. yeah no he just pointed he just he got he got up oh, yeah. and just, and just yeah. pointed yeah. and and, st- and stayed there and just for like three <laughs> seconds and the guy uh, his, his teammates like hey dude what are you doing give me the ball what you, i mean and 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 so that is my first thought with claypool and he's got to do something to kind of change gonna, my opinion of him mine is a, a good one with robbie anderson is uh oh i know exactly where you're going with this. He's, I think it was an Atlanta Falcons game, and he makes this. It was catch. the Bucks, yeah, and uh, he's on this. And he's yeah. like, the <laughs> score. The score was 32 to six. It was like right under him. When there was, was eight, and there was eight minutes left, and he did it on the Buccaneers sideline. He just went <laughs> first down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and then the scores right, like so, oh, like right so in front. Hey, you got to get mine. Got to get. Oh, mine. it makes you. This is like the world we live in. Panthers at Bengals. Tony. Ah, uh, Bengals. You know, but I, Bengals I, not I, a good team. If you watch them Monday night, they could be the worst team in the league. The Panthers can win this. This is why we got back in. Like, man, really winning last week. You're going, oh man, you're playing a vulnerable Bengals without Jamar Chase. 
I mean, and then you got some games you're thinking you could knock off some wins. You're going to have the Falcons again. You beat the Bucks. You got them again. Like, <sighs> I don't know. No, I just, I don't, I, I think it's, I don't think, I, I don't think the Bengals are as bad as they were this no, past week. but that, that was brutal. But they also stunk for the first four games. Yeah. And I go, oh, they're better than, so this is kind of like what you were saying. Um, like you believe that certain teams are bad regardless of what their record is. Who were the teams we were talking about? Like the Giants. Giants. Um, the Titans. Titans. And there's like, it's almost nothing they can do <laughs> to change your mind. Yeah. Like, what would it take? I'll, like, even if you get to the playoffs, you're like, oh, man, come on. The Seahawks. Dallas is going to smoke these dudes. Oh, I already said earlier this week on the show the Giants aren't winning a playoff game this year. I mean, I, I agree with you. It's like, it's just Saquon and that's it. Yeah. Um, Bengals, Tony, you got who? Bengals? Yeah, I got the Bengals. Uh, by the way, Chandler, 74 and 40. What have you been doing? Winning. Winning. All he does is win, win, win. Uh, win. Winning. Duh. Chandler Duh. Winning. What time you got to leave? I'm going to leave about four, between 450 and 440, 455. <laughs> Imagine leaving between 450 and backwards. <laughs> the only mode that's ever said that. Hey, this guy can put your brain in a pretzel, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, who are you taking in this game? Uh, Bengals. Okay. I'm taking the Bungles. Uh, we'll start with you. This is, look, this is not a great week, but this has an, is an exciting game on paper when it comes to, like, points and maybe we, some craziness. Uh, Chargers at Falcons. Chandler, who you got? I got Chargers. All right, Tony. Chargers as well, and I'd like to say congratulations, Clip. You might actually beat CJ in the picks this year. Uh, CJ has his pick. Oh, he's still picking? Yep. Oh, dang. <laughs> he took the Bengals week one, and he's taking the Chargers. Uh, or game one, he's taking the Chargers in this game. You're taking the Chargers? Yeah. You know, uh, I'm eyeballing I'm Kyle taking, Pitts on prize picks. I'm taking the Falcons. Wow. And that's why I'm That's why you're 58 might, might as well. Dolphins at Bucks. I love my healthy Dolphins. Give me Miami. Same. Or Dolphins at Bears, I'm sorry. I got the Finns. All right. And so does CJ. What Um, a fun team. Oh, and then Adam, we forgot to even mention, they added Bradley Chubb. And then went ahead and and signed him. him. Five years, 119 mil. Tony, Packers at Lions. God, I... I am going to take the Lions. No, no, no. I'm going to take the Packers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't lose to the Lions. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I, I got to stick with my gut. Is the Lions, oh, you keep saying they're better than they are. You're I like, said oh, they're, they're competitive. Co- did you watch the game? No. Did you they're see scrapping. any of the game against the Dolphins? They were right. They were up 14 to nothing. And then like, they blew it. Yeah, that's they fine. They stink. Okay. It's every game has been. They're in It games. almost like it was like Bill Belichick just shook them. Yeah. And we predicted it. Uh, I want to see Aaron Rodgers' record versus the Lions. And thanks to StatMuse, I can look that up real quick. Uh, he is 18-6 and six against mm. the Lions. I'm surprised that he... I, I'm not better. What happened in those six? Yeah, like what was he doing? He's 20, Peyote? <laughs> <laughs> He's 23-5 and five against the Bears. Uh, Chandler. He'll be 18-7 and seven after this week. I'm going Lions. Ooh, and... Hmm. Okay, fancy boy. 
Colts and Patriots. Give me the Patriots. Same. 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 I got the Pats. I got the honor of seeing the Colts play last week, and it was not fun. (laughs) They are bad. Uh, They stink. And then Jonathan Taylor's out. Is he out? Out? Well, I thought it said. Okay. uh, I know. Yeah, ruled out. Just came up. And then, uh, and they traded away. not Najee Harris. Oh, Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines. Yeah. Uh, to the Bills, who are at the Jets. You know, the Jets are frisky competitive, but... Not good. Are you ready? Can we kind of... Uh, can we say Zach Wilson stinks? You know, he was throwing dimes in the beginning of the game. He's, you know, he only can throw one throw that's, like, really great. It's the off-platform running throw. I guess and he's just one of these, like, Fitzpatrick-y guys, these... Uh, Jameis, where he's just going to throw some picks every week and you got to deal with it. Like, yeah. And, uh, and you know what? It's early, but right now the trend is that he's not going to get better. Uh, but Josh Allen kind of stunk his first year. True. And this is arguably kind of his year and a half. Uh, what do you but, think the line is on this game, Tony? Uh, nine? 11 and a half. Oh, okay. You know, is I like anytime you get the bills under du- double digits, you take it. And eleven and a half, I still think you. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't bet on this one. But uh, the bills, the buzzsaw bills. <laughs> yeah, it rolls on, Chandler. I am going. I'm going bills here on the road. Um, I have Naheem Hines on my fantasy team. Do I? I mean, what is his workload going to be like? Who else do you got? I have Singletary in my starting lineup. Oh dear. I mean, I would start Singletary yeah. this week, but just yeah. kind of check it. But Naheem Hines is uh, – You got somebody else you a, could start. A fan, does Singletary catch any passes? Naheem Hines is an elite pass-catching running yeah. back. So, in that offense, it could be fun. They don't really like running the ball anyway, do they? No. I mean, they Which just, is crazy, since is a defensive team. I don't know if Josh Allen can throw it to a running back, though. Throws too hard. Yeah, too far. He's <laughs> like, man, you gotta wait. I gotta wait for you to get down this field. Like, I'm ready to just go deep. Steph, yeah. Steph on Diggs, take this. He'll put a hole in Naheem Hines' shoulder yeah, and throw yeah. him a pass. All right. George um, Jeff. <laughs> let's take a break because we only got a few games left because a lot of teams are on buys. Uh, the teams on buy this week are the everybody on my fantasy team Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, 49ers. So uh, a lot of good teams, a lot of good players on buys all right let's take a break we'll come back and make more picks here on pirate radio live on a friday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. ECU football alum Dakota Marshall is the owner of First and Goal Hauling, and he has a fleet of dump trucks that can do it all. It can haul dirt, asphalt, stone, and everything else. First and Goal Hauling, where it's a touchdown every time. Follow First and Goal Hauling on Facebook today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Friday. Chandler about to head out. Um, 
What do you want to do? You gonna text me your picks or? Huh? Are we gonna finish them right now? I can I can go one more segment. Yeah, I guess we'll finish them up real quick. All right, Vikings at Commanders. Uh, I'm gonna go Commanders. <laughs> Thanks for letting us get going, in this sucker. I'll take the Vikings. I'm going Commanders. <sighs> I heard something earlier today. Listening to Pick Central, they said that with the snyder news it's going to bring a new energy fans will actually show up to the game and be excited about football three game win streak i don't necessarily believe that it'll probably be a dud atmosphere as always at uh fedex field but what if it's not what if there is a home field advantage and people are excited they've won three in a row heineke terry mclaurin is a monster i'm taking the commanders i want to believe i want to be happy about life I'm taking the command. That sounds cool, but I don't think you'll like that. Like that. CJ is taking the Vikings as well. Kirk Cousin revenge game, man. Vikings like to play on a a, a tight rope. They, they walk a fine line each week. Like last week against the Cardinals, I picked the Cardinals and felt pretty good throughout that game. And uh, Cardinals had some bad turnovers late, but could have won that game. But I don't know. I don't truly believe in the Vikings this year. Yeah, I mean, they're one of those that... I don't know. We'll see. All right. Who do you want to pick in Raiders at Jaguars? Neither. I'm so mad. Oh, I did this last week. Give me the Jags week. at home. The Jags just can't win. And the Raiders can't win. <laughs> no one... They shouldn't even play this game. I'm going to go with the stupid Jags again. Actually, you know what? Nah, oh, dip, dip, give me the Raiders. Raiders on the road. I'm taking the Jaguars at home. I don't know why. Uh, Chandler, you said Jags? Mm-hmm. All right, Tony is on the Raiders train by himself. Uh, good matchup here. Seahawks and Cardinals. Can the Seahawks win on the road? I, I feel like I pick against them a lot. Me too. And it's killing me. And I probably picked the Cardinals too much. Me too. <laughs> Last week, though, I think I got the Seahawks right, and I picked them, and then the Giants. Did they play the Giants? Yeah. Yeah, I had the Seahawks, because I like picking against the Giants. <laughs> Give me MVP Geno Smith and the Seahawks on the road. MVG, no. Yeah. Or, uh, as Dan Patrick says, uh, uh, October MVP. Uh, in, like, uh, they, they try to combine the month ironically that's when uh so russell wilson's never like had an mvp vote but he's he's like had these amazing first halves of the season yeah like, like every year almost now gino's doing it in seattle uh and then they see his tiktok video and they go oh, that's why we don't vote for him um i am gonna go outside the box here and pick the seahawks on the road i was gonna say i don't know what outside of like both of these picks could be outside of the box i feel yeah you're right is that i feel like i want to pick the cardinals you know like because i want to keep saying i don't really truly believe in the seahawks but the cardinals just aren't good either though i know and i'm taking the cardinals chandler (laughs) seahawks wow all right clip riding with the birds all right going into this year cbs uh Paid a lot of money to get <laughs> this game. This game at 425. And by the way, this is the only 425 game. Seahawks at Cardinals is 405. Ooh. What a stinky weekend. Well, I'll be two, doing the post game. All right. Um, How about that? Is if you're thinking about teams 
that are the biggest disappointments is that two of them are playing each other this week in this game, Rams at Bucks. Then you get the Packers are a super disappointment. Um, maybe I'd put the Saints and Bengals in there as well. Uh, Most disappointing teams. Colts. Wait, oh, the Colts. Right, name your list there. again. Uh, Rams and Bucks. You, you, have you mentioned Broncos? Because they're number one. Oh, I forgot them. Yeah. Broncos, Packers. Packers are up there. Saints. And I really thought that the Colts were going to be good this yeah. year, and they are terrible. All right. Oh, the, Bengals, too, could almost be in that conversation. The Disappointment Bowl. Yeah. Rams at Bucks. Who you got, Chandler? I have got the Bucks at home. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. Julio Jones with a big game for me in fantasy. Come on, baby, because I got everybody on a bye. I'll take the uh, Bucks at home. CJ is taking the Rams. Titans at Chiefs. Bad news for the Titans. I thought this would be good news, and maybe it could moving forward, but Malik Willis started last week. I believe he's starting again. Yeah. And that just which feels, I added him on my fantasy team. I I don't I like that move. I, I think there's potential there. Yeah. Um, uh, for uh, and in our league, you can keep them for a while for cheap if you pick them up. So. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs here. Yeah, I feel like this is a buzzsaw for yeah, Malik Willis. Don't want to run into Patrick Mahomes. All right, and finally, Ravens at Saints. How about the Saints last week? They shut out. God, you know I wrote the Saints off. Uh, completely as a bad team and i think that's fine and then last week shut out the raiders alvin kamara got me 38 points in fantasy he needs to get out of the nfc he needs to get suspended (laughs) get suspended tony if you were a true panthers fan you would go get punched in the face by alvin kamara (laughs) but you don't love the panthers how do you know it wasn't me could have been could have been you actually i wouldn't be here because i would have been suing him for money all right let's play guess the line on this game tony ravens at saints what do you got seven and a half ravens Ooh, i feel like that's too high Ooh. i'm gonna go ravens four and a half two and a half wow they give a lot of credit to the saints in the dome being the home and again the ravens are like you got them good i got them very borderline good i got them awesome well you're taking them in this game then right yeah, yeah, totally. All right. CJ, or Chandler. Uh, Ravens. I know when Chandler leaves, I have one more thing I want to talk about before we go. But we can't talk about him in front of Chandler? Oh, no, we can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just saying, so uh, we are all taking the Ravens. Chandler's got to go. What did you want to talk about? PJ uh, PJ Walker, you, were, you asked uh, in the uh, break is what would Matt Corral have done? Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's play the what if game. If Matt Corral didn't get hurt, I was saying, well, PJ probably would have played anyway. But then I thought about it. PJ probably doesn't make the team. They probably go Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Matt Corral as the three on the team. They probably can't even put PJ on the practice squad anymore. I mean, he's played so much. I don't know what the rules are. They're easier now. All right. But uh, so maybe PJ goes to the practice squad. Baker turns out to be a bum. Darnold, if he doesn't get hurt, could probably, you know, you're probably trying to see if you can do something with him. And then uh, when Matt Rule gets fired, at that point, you're probably saying, look, let's give the kid some reps. And you're actually probably hoping um, 
that you can find something. Now, what's awesome about this is P.J. Walker, he was on the cusp of never being in the fo- in the game of football anymore probably you know what i'm saying it's like matt rules out the guy that likes him yeah he's a you know he's just no one really believes in him he comes in now he has played two very competitive games he then goes and shows off that crazy throw i think pj walker right now and if he can just be good for the rest of the season or average has played himself into a long-term backup quarterback role where he is going to be Chase Daniels or or Josh Dobbs or or somebody that's just on a team now. And I think he might even be a guy who who gets actual money this offseason. And not like uh, starting money, but like he might be one of those backup quarterbacks you sign. He's reliable. Yeah, if you have an injury-prone quarterback or something. Yeah, and that plays Jacoby every year. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. yeah, and he's going to get paid three million dollars now, or five million dollars. I know he could not have asked for like it's just f- good fortune. And he needs to give a percentage to Matt Rule because is he in the league without his college coach at all? Well, he think? was with the Colts. He, he didn't was. make the team though. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, before I do, I'm, I'm about to bounce. But before I do, I got asked by Kenny Curling yesterday who is my top five. Uh, on my wish list for Panthers' next head coach, uh, who, yeah. who is yours, Tony? Um, I, I really am just gonna say it's kind of the Steve Wilkes probably at this point. I don't know really what else is the only one that I want is uh, it's like I've always wanted Greg Roman. He's number two on my list. R- what Roman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean uh, Ravens. You know who else I mentioned yesterday, Tony? Who? Ken Dorsey. Oh gosh, I'm so tired of this. <laughs> Everybody loves Ken Dorsey. Well, you let the man rest. He's tired of this Ken Dorsey stuff. Sorry. No, I mean, like, people, I, I, you know, I worry about uh, giving too much credit to people when they got awesome players. You know, it's like his one, you know, he's not even put a full year in as offensive coordinator. Yeah, Chandler. And he's got Josh Allen. I mean, it's cool. It's a cool and story. You be my and guy. I didn't like Ken Dorsey when he's with the Panthers. He was Cam Newton's quarterback coach when Cam Newton wasn't getting as better, better as fast as we wanted him to. All right, there you go. All right, I'm out. Chandler, sorry. Have fun at volleyball. Sounds good. Go Pirates. Go Pirates. Tony, thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Uh, Post game on YouTube. Yes, sir. Coming up Sunday. Friday free-for-all tonight and uh, Madden simulation on Saturday night, which has been pretty good predictor, not this past week, but a pretty good predictor of how things are going to go. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We will talk to Morgan Ehlers, voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and Minji's Coliseum. He will join us. (laughs) Steve Hill says Chandler's leaving between now and 440. That is true. That's a good joke. (laughs) I'll take a break. Come back. Surely going double duty when we return after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, coming up on Saturday, you can head over to Greenville Auto World, Bell's Fork. And see Holden Aylers, Keaton Mitchell, and Noah Henderson. Get some uh, free autographs with the guys. That's going on 11 a.m. to 12.15 p.m. Right there at Greenville Auto World. Awesome event. Uh, But what if I would rather meet Morgan Aylers? Uh, Where will he be tomorrow? Let's find out now as we head out to the Pit Electric Live Line and talk to the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium at Menjee's Coliseum. Morgan, I'll never be a quarterback, but... I have followed in your footsteps doing some PA and trivia hosting, so I want your autograph. Where will you be tomorrow? Stop by Green Auto World starting at 11 o'clock. You can see Keith Mitchell, Holton Aylers, Noah Henderson, 11 till 12.15 at Green Auto World, Highway 43, South Bells Fork area. Go by and see Tim Sutton and his staff. We're previously late model cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, and the tremendous service department and proud sponsor of the high school huddle and pirate radio wow you are sticking to the script well done morgan aylers joining us today on a a bye week you may have seen morgan aylers on television last friday night uh out in beautiful provo utah what a win for the pirates and uh, you were there to see it morgan yeah man i'll tell you what if, you, if you've never been to utah make that on your 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 to-do list before you go before you head up to the great beyond because it is absolutely beautiful out there I mean, the, the scenery, the mountains, it's North Carolina mountains are pretty, but they're, they're like baby mountains compared to some of the things you see out there in Provo and Salt Lake city. That way, it's just absolutely gorgeous, a tremendous trip. And it made it better that the pirates knocked off, uh, the Brigham young Cougars and Holden Aylers, uh, found the end zone twice uh, via the run, uh, last week, Morgan and, uh, Holden told us on Monday that BYU, almost sold out to stop cj johnson and isaiah winstead so they had to go uh with a a different method uh on offense to to get those yards get those points and it was a lot of keaton mitchell a little bit of marlon gun and and some of holden running the football but i I use the word patience uh with holding in a game like that the offense has to to kind of be patient not force things and and they were able to do that and uh, pick up the win yeah, you know, you've got a – with East Carolina, it's such a balanced offense. I mean, you've got the ability to run the football. You've got the ability to throw it and uh, really mix it up. So, as a defensive coordinator, you almost have to pick your poison. What do you want to stop? And, obviously, the big playability from the wide receivers, you, you'd almost say, okay, we're going to try to take the passing game away. But then, you you know, you rush for what we did last week. And you look at the stats, and they're pretty balanced. I mean, uh, uh, from passing and running. And, you know, it was a, it was a – a good game. BYU is a good football team. I mean, I know they're in the midst of a losing streak right now, but they're they're a pretty good football team. Banged up a little bit, but uh, again, you're a national recognized team. You can recruit nationally, and they do. They've got tremendous fan support, and that's a big win for the Pirates to go on the road like that in a short week and pull that game out. That's a big win, and you know Cincinnati's on the clock for next Friday night, and they're going to be in a short week. They've got Navy tomorrow, and 
Uh, that's going to be a tough matchup, and uh, the Bearcats should win that game. But we should we should have beat Navy too, but we didn't. So let's just hope. Let's pull for the midshipmen tomorrow and uh, Coach Ken Niamatalolo. Niamatalolo, Morgan Aylers joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line, and uh, they a milestone win, Morgan. Uh, when you get that sixth victory and you punch your ticket to a bowl game, I know that means a lot to. Holden, Xavier, uh, Miles, these guys that have been around here so long, uh, back-to-back bowl berths, and uh, hopefully can play in one this year, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, you never want to say never about the COVID mess, but, you know, that was such a shame last year. And there were East Carolina and State, for instance, you know, they're, they're, those guys at NC State, they were literally at the bowl game. And they pulled up, and then they see the UCLA guys loading up the truck, and they're going, what's going on? You know, they hadn't told anybody that the game had been canceled. At least we did it the day before, and I had only made it to North Pitt High School on my trip to Annapolis. So <laughs> convenient. But, uh, you know, I'm excited for those guys. They deserve it. They've played hard. But the game's the season's not over. We've got a lot to play for, uh, a lot of bowl opportunities to play for. If you, you go take care of business the rest of the way, you got to take it one game at a time. But, you know, 9-3 and three sounds really, really good. You know, let's see what happens. Morgan Aylers joining us. Morgan, uh, you, you've watched the the career of Holden Aylers from your, your perch there at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. And how much have you seen a, a difference in the offensive line? How much have you seen the growth of them, you know, from all the way back in year one to now? Because we talked to Rajay Monday, and uh, I said, man, how about Keaton and Marlon? And before he said anything about those guys, he said, hey, that, that's, that's the O-line getting better, improving, playing well. And uh, those guys are – up front are really helping this offense go and uh you know that hasn't always been the case uh here in the last few years no this is year four for coach you know coach houston and his and coach shankweiler and i remember the first game uh, i think it might have been the covid year three years ago in his second year here we go to georgia state and oh yeah you look at that game you you lose your starting center john spellacy is not playing from the year before because of a concussion. You literally had five offensive linemen that had never really played college football before. You know, taking the field, three of those guys didn't know they were starting until the day before. You know, that's how, you know, you're in, that's hard. As you know, the offensive line communication is a, is a big key on what they're doing, not only pre-snap, but during the play, to being able to communicate and being able to, you know, pick guys off on the defensive side of the football. And, you know, what they've done recruiting and going out and getting some of these transfers in here and not just getting a transfer for the sake of, hey, we got a big guy coming in, but really finding guys that fit what they're doing. You know, the Justin, the Justin Reds, and, you know, among others, and the Parker Moores. You know, they, these guys are going out there playing. You know, Avery Jones is a transfer. Came in from Carolina. Yeah. You know, uh, so, but they've got guys now that have played a lot of football. They're, they're, they're not new to the game, and they're, they're really playing well. And I think that shows, especially when you've got, uh, you know, the likes of Keaton Mitchell breaking out for 150, 160, 200 yards or, or Holton being able to step back in the pocket and not worry about getting killed all the time. A lot of times in the past, you know, oh, Holton's got happy feet. Well, you get hit as much as he did, you might have happy feet too. Three-quarters of the people or 95% of the people wouldn't even go back in the next play. You know, and it's – it's tough. It's it, it was tough two or three years ago, and now the fruits of uh, the recruiting 
laborers and the recruiting wars are paying off from a line standpoint. They've got a lot of young guys, too, that are going to be filling in here for the next two or three years. Morgan Ayler's joining us, and you mentioned there, you know, re- recruits like Strother and, and and transfers in like Red and, and previously Avery Jones. It reminded me of a uh, post by your buddy uh, Pirate Allen, Hoist the Colors, this week, and really brings up a good point, but he said Bates, Winstead, Red, Washington, Mims, Johnson, Powers. He said, man, did our coaches hit home runs with these young men talking about the transfers. And it's uh, inexact science, Morgan, and, and it seems like it maybe hasn't worked more than it has worked bringing in uh, a slew of transfers here to East Carolina over the years. But, man, did they uh, did they get a hit with these guys because uh, they have all made impacts and some of them huge impacts uh, for this 2022 team. They really have. And, again, I think this coaching staff does a real good job of evaluating not only talent but personalities because there's been some times in the past that we've gotten, okay, we've got a guy in, let's just say, Alabama. I'm not going to name any names. I'm just going to use the school for an example. we got this guy coming and transferring from Alabama. Well, he thinks he's from Alabama and thinks he should deserve to be playing. It doesn't work hard. doesn't work out. Well, these guys, again, they've come out and they've done a great job of recruiting you know individuals and making sure they mesh with what we've got and i think part of that is you know every recruit comes in and spends time with existing players and it's not only to show hey we're going to go out and show you a good time sign with here we're going to have you know you're going to have a blast at east carolina it's more about getting to know the the incoming potential recruits because the coaches talk to the players and will tell us about this guy what do you think you know, the players yeah. have a lot to do with that as well. And I know Holton was heavily involved in, in, in talking and getting Isaiah Winstead in here because they really meshed. And, you know, Coach Scott had uh, coached him at Norfolk State and, you know, knew the kind of player and the kind of person that he is. And look what he's done. Jalen Johnson coming in from Georgia. You know, again, an opportunity to play. And uh, I really like Jalen. I'm sorry, you know, it's tough that his back's from bothering. Maybe it'll get uh, healed up for this last stretch of games or so. But, uh, you know, those are the kind of guys that you want on your team that are good teammates and good good people, not just good players. No doubt. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Pit Electric Live Line. Got the High School Huddle coming up at 6 o'clock. Playoff edition of the High School Huddle. And then some Conley football as Nate Connor and the Vikings try to take down Leesville Road. So, a uh, fun night ahead, Morgan Ayler's. Yeah, it is. Uh, Conley's going to be on the road to Leesville Road. Bob Winstead. Good friend of mine and uh, Peyton Winstead's father is the offensive line coach. His son oh, cool. is the center uh, for Leesville Road. And then you've got Kate Fear at J.H. Rose tonight. And uh, a couple of big matchups with North Pitt and Farmville Central on the road against Northeastern and uh, uh, James Keenan as well. So uh, those are going to be some big matchups. Hopefully we'll have another huddle next week. It depends on how these teams do. But uh, there are going to be some good games throughout Eastern North Carolina tonight. Yeah, hoping to see the area teams survive and advance. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, have a great weekend, man. We'll uh, talk to you again soon. Thank you, Cliff. You guys have a great weekend, and go Pirates. There is Morgan Ayler's joining us, host of the High School Huddle, coming your way at 6 o'clock. Shirley, before we take a break, can we get some Mike Houston in here? from uh wednesday he spoke with the media one time and one time only this week yeah sure and we got his opening comments this was the uh i think the longest opening comments maybe since mike houston's been here and uh let's hear what he had to say coming off the win over byu and heading into an east carolina bye week all right bye week uh second practice the bye week Uh, it's been good to be able to you know take some time after uh friday night's game and uh you know got some guys got some 
a little bit of rest for some of the guys, you know, early in the week, and then um, you know a little bit of different practice uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, a lot of focus on obviously Cincinnati and some beginning install with them, uh, and also you know a chance to look at some different things with some younger players and uh, see if we got some guys that are ready to play a little bit more and you know things like that. And so it's been a really positive week so far. Well, we'll practice again tomorrow and. Uh, have a little uh, scrimmage with our uh, young uh, guys, our scout guys, uh, at the end of practice. So I expect that to be really lively. That's usually something that uh, you know the older guys really enjoy. You know, getting to you know cheer the young guys on and all that stuff. So uh, that'll be good. Um, you know, looking at the film from last Friday night. You know, obviously a uh, a, a great college football game and a very emotional win uh, on the road. Tough place to win, tough place to play. Uh, so you know, post game, you know, you're euphoric, and you know, you go back and you look at the film, uh, and just you know, I, I really am very pleased with how hard our kids played. Uh, I'm pleased with the composure that we demonstrated, uh, the way we competed. Uh, certainly, uh, we made some mistakes, uh, but I think some of that's BYU. I mean, it's a really good football team. That, that offensive front uh, may have been the best offensive front we've seen so far this year, um, and you know they got some guys on both sides of the ball that are you know really really talented college football players. And, you know, it's probably a lot of those guys you're going to see playing uh, on Sundays. So uh, you know to go out and uh, to be able to find a way to win a game like that on the road uh, in that environment. I mean, that was we've played a lot of a lot of loud environments you know in my career. Uh, and and that one's up there. I mean, it's I don't know if it's the loudest, but it's it's up it's up there. And uh, that was a factor in the ball game. And you know, thankfully we'd uh, done an adequate enough job to preparing for it. Um, you know, so we didn't have any you know, major issues. But just uh, you know, reflecting back, uh, I think it's just a a, a a big win for our program. And so uh, I'm kind of glad you got uh, the bye week right now because you can you can appropriately celebrate that thing on Sunday. And also be able to turn the page firmly uh, for what is, you know, another big ball game next Friday night. And you know, certainly we'll all be watching, you know, Navy and Cincinnati, um, you know, this weekend, uh, along with some other matchups. Uh, but you know, the focus right now for our roster is on uh, Cincinnati, and so it'll be good to watch them this weekend. And then, you know, Sunday, you know, we talked with our team just about, you know, Sunday kind of starts the fourth quarter of our season. And uh, so the kids will be very, very motivated. I, I know that we'll have a, a solid week of preparation next week, and, and we have a great challenge. I mean, Cincinnati is, is very, very good again this year, uh, very talented. Um, you know, that's playing at, uh, you know, at Cincinnati and Nippert Stadium is going to be uh, a huge challenge also. Uh, they have a great support there, great environment. Um, you know, another Friday night game. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's probably, I mean, I expect it to be very electric in their stadium. So, um, just you know, pleased where we are right now, and excited about uh, what we got uh, the balance of the way with the season. So, all right, there is Mike Houston. Uh, his opening comments at the press conference earlier this week. You can watch it in full at Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. I like how he said that they could properly celebrate the win uh, on on Sunday for East Carolina, and then also move on to the next one because you have so much time with the week off move on to cincinnati we're on to cincinnati like bill belichick said um which again reminds me of something i'm going to do when i win the lottery and have money and power 
and can become a college sports czar. I want to make the season longer and not necessarily a number of games, but instead of one bye week during the season, what if we had two or three bye weeks a team? And instead of going September to November with the regular season, we move into December, early January. The football season goes by so fast. And if we care about safety, let's throw in another couple of bye weeks for these teams. So we get regular season football through the end of the year on into the new year. And then you got your bowls in late January. Your playoff is around the same time as the Super Bowl in February. I don't know. I just want a longer season because I'm already starting to it's getting uh, darker earlier. It's getting depressing. Only three games left for ECU. It goes by too fast. The Major League Baseball season, NBA season, NHL, NASCAR, they last all freaking year. Football's too short. More bye weeks. Spread it out. You can play the same number of games and go an extra few weeks. That's my plan for when my numbers hit. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. And talk to Brian North on the Pit Electric Live Line. He'll join us to get you ready for your sports weekend. Also, we'll be giving away a Bud Light Seltzer 12-pack. We'll do that at the end of the next segment as well. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is a family-run dealership that creates a family-like atmosphere for their customers. They have one of the biggest used car inventories in eastern North Carolina, and you can shop online today at EastCarolinaChryslerDodge.com. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. How about two no-hitters in the World Series this week? It happened Wednesday night, combined no-hitter for Houston, and it happened today at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Oh, okay. <laughs> According to Josh Thomas, uh, Trey is savage no-hitter. Gold wins it one nothing on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Uh, I I was following it on Twitter that they had a perfect game going. The gold team, I should say, had a perfect game going into the sixth inning or through six innings, um, but they ended up with a no hitter. So uh, that is promising for uh, you know with the loss of uh, Carson Wisenhunt for the year, and of course he's moved on, um, and uh, some uh, other uh, graduations and things like that. So uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about. All right. you know, how that's coming out good well i'm a purple fan shirley and we can't hit we stink we can't hit the ball so i'm not excited i'm glad you and your gold fans are happy right now <laughs> but i'm team purple and we stink this team stink wait 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 it, does my memory serve correctly that parker bird is the coach for the gold team 
He is, uh, yes, one of the coaches for that team, I believe. And they pitched a no-hitter, so what does that tell you? That uh, he's a great coach, and next year he says he'll be playing in that game. There you uh, go. Awesome interview with Parker Bird on Thursday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Folks can uh, check that out on YouTube, Pirate you Radio can, TV. You can also uh, check out the uh, – we'll be serving that up as a podcast as well, so you can check that out as well. All right, uh, game two coming up Saturday, 1130, uh, at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Let's head out to the Pit Electric Live line and talk to Brian North. We got a playoff edition of the Blitz coming up tonight on WCTI 12. He joins us today on PRL. Brian, how you doing, sir? Doing okay. I'll be better once we get through this first weekend of the playoffs where everybody gets in, so it's not like it's a, any kind of a break. There's a million games, but we'll know a lot more after tonight. Uh, D.H. Conley football will be right here on Pirate Radio as they take on Leesville Road. We talked to Nate Connor yesterday on the show, excited, uh, but one of these teams, Brian, that finishes 500 this year, and uh, it looks like they have an uphill climb taking on a team that only lost two games this season. Well, I'm real curious of all these big Carolina teams and then that conference that was so tough. Are they more battle-tested than everybody else and ready to go? So we're going to see, like, Jacksonville at Rocky Mount, Conley out at uh, uh, Leesville Road. These are teams that I'm real curious about to see how they play uh, at opponents where seating-wise they're not that good, but overall we know they're good because they played in the Carolina, Big Carolina and been good in the Big Carolina, just not good enough, lost some close games. So I'm real curious to see how that matches up tonight. What are the uh, the best games tonight, Brian, or the games you're uh, keeping an eye on closest? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I think, um, you know, St. Uh, Paul's at Green Central is going to be real interesting. I think uh, Cape Fear, J.H. Rose is another one with the seeds say it's going to be tight. Their past history says it's going to be tight, but we're going to find out. You know, we'll find out if Rose is more battle-tested and, and can handle them. But anytime you see some of those uh, middle-of-the-road seeds, always it's supposed to be good on paper. We think Bunn at West Craven is probably going to be a real competitive game. The one good thing the NCHSAA did, and mark this down because I'm saying this, the one good thing the NCHSAA did this year is we have a lot of matchups that we haven't seen before or were are not rematches from the regular season. I think we only have two rematches from the regular season uh, of all our teams playing tonight, and, and that's a good thing. That's from the playoffs are supposed to be about playing somebody you've never seen before. And if you're good enough and somebody you've played before or was in your conference is good enough, then you'll meet up in the in the later rounds. So I'm glad to see that's, uh, that's the case this year. There you go. A nice compliment uh, from Brian North today here on this Friday. Brian, uh, news uh, coming out earlier. And, uh, boy, I don't – this seems very old school. Uh, but it uh, – I guess Chris Cherry, who has had tons of success there as the – head basketball coach at south central um he's also the ad and uh he introduced i guess uh the world to their next head football coach who is chris cherry himself so uh, brian you follow you know high school and you have since uh being here in eastern north carolina uh, you know how many double dippers are out there these days yeah uh, not many um i'm trying to think if there's any right now and there's very few between basketball and football because um it's uh, overlapping season but this is probably more just a, a temporary fix than anything right now. There are no teaching positions available. Uh, they needed to get a football coach name, they thought, to get some stuff in place. So Chris is going to handle the duties. And look, he's a Plymouth guy where Plymouth was football was king when he was growing up there. He knows a little bit about the sport. But I, I talked to them last week on the sidelines, 
and we discussed it a little bit. The, the problem is no teaching positions to hire somebody from outside right now, and so they need to name somebody, so he's just going to assume those duties and until something frees up or they can find somebody outside the program. Brian North joining us, and uh, he's hoping for the success on the football field like he's had on the basketball court. That'll get cranked up soon. ECU basketball in action on Tuesday night. We'll get a chance to see Mike Schwartz's guys for the first time as they take on Mercer. And uh, I feel like I ask you this every year, Brian, when does college basketball season begin for you? Do you, I mean, is it Thanksgiving? Is it Christmas? Is it even January when conference play begins? It's kind of hard to get out of football mode, right? Yeah, it's definitely not early on. I was. I grew up as a post-Thanksgiving basketball guy. And I remember when basketball games, the first games were actually tipping off the Friday after Thanksgiving or that weekend. And even I thought that was kind of early. I always thought December was the basketball month. And now that, you know, now I got kids and there's 8 million other things. So it's probably January more than anything. But then you have football playoffs going on then for the NFL. So uh, maybe it's February now for me. Uh, but, but definitely it's not next week. That's <laughs> I'm, I'll keep an eye on what people do and look like the first couple of games, and we'll keep an eye on our, our area players like Turquavion at uh, yeah. NC State. But uh, as far as really getting into it, it's, it's going to take me a while. Brian North joining us. Man, everything going on, World Series, hockey, basketball, uh, of course, uh, just uh, whatever you want, it's out there for you. And a great college football slate this weekend. We'll talk about that in a moment. But how about the uh, bowl-eligible Pirates after the win last Friday? Finally get a bye week. Brian to rest up a little bit before they have a huge game at Cincinnati. Uh, but the Pirates pulling one out late last Friday night. Can anybody find those people who jumped off the Tar River Bridge after the Navy game? <laughs> uh, the ones who wanted to fire Mike Houston and uh, send Hilton, uh, Holt Nailers to eternal tight end. Can we can we find those people now? Because they have uh, they, they have uh, somehow disappeared and everybody's back on board like the, the close losses to NC State and Navy never existed. You know, it's all it's back where we're supposed to be now i've done this long enough brian i know those people are out there hibernating waiting for the next loss <laughs> so they can throw in a two-month-old i told you so uh so uh they're they're still out there they're just kind of you know the weather's cooling off a little bit although actually it's hot as hell so maybe it's not uh but they're they're in hibernating season waiting for that next loss yeah, and look, it could be right around the corner. I yeah. hate that they have a bye week. I know they're beat up and they need it, but Holton is playing so well. It's just like something has clicked and the game has gone into slow motion for him and his ability to, to read those uh, blitzes and find the, the open man now. He's just going to another level here these last uh, couple of weeks, three weeks probably. Yeah, Brian, you watched uh, a lot of these guys play in high school, including Holton, including Jeremy Lewis and uh, – asked jeremy on monday you know man you guys have so much momentum right now do you do you kind of wish you were playing saturday or or did you need this bye week and he was like he said well i'm not gonna say i need the bye week but i'll certainly take it i'm not going to uh to give it away so these guys now these older kids are uh are feeling it after nine straight you know high impact football games and it is a lot right and we always talk about player safety and all those things the body needs to heal and that's that's the good part is and, and with a veteran team like this, I, I think the healing is good, and I don't think they'll lose a lot of that mojo. I think they've clicked on the how to practice, how to turn it on on, on game day. So um, I wouldn't worry too much about it. I think rest is probably the bigger key, especially for some really big, tough games coming up. Brian North joining us. Brian, uh, you got a, a couple of headliners tomorrow, really three that 
I've got circled, and a lot of people do. Of course, Tennessee and Georgia, also Alabama at LSU tomorrow night. And then Clemson at uh, Notre Dame. And this is a game two years ago where DJ came in and, and played for the injured Trevor Lawrence and looked really good. And uh, one of the reasons I was so high on him last year, and he's he might have found his way by now, but that Notre Dame game gave a lot of Clemson fans promise that uh, the quarterback was, was was fine for the next couple years life after, after Trevor Lawrence. We haven't really seen that, but they're undefeated. They're top five. They kind of control their own destiny to get to the playoff. Notre Dame, they were ready to fire their coach after week one and week two, but they have uh, turned it around. Every time they've played a ranked team, they've played well. They've beaten North Carolina, beaten Syracuse, played well against Ohio State. So I'm, uh, I'm fascinated by this one coming up in South Bend Saturday night. And who is Clemson starting at quarterback? Have they made that decision? Because that freshman looked pretty good in relief uh, the last time they were out. Who is going to be the starter? A good question, and I uh, do not uh, have the answer. I will look that up right now. Yeah, so, you know, the freshman, if he's going there, that makes it a little bit tougher. Always taking a freshman on the road is always an interesting thing. DJ's got the experience, but, boy, when he got pulled from that last game and, and the freshman came in and led them back, it, you had that kind of weird feeling of um, this may be – uh, same deal at NC State. You know, all of a sudden a young guy comes in and performs, and uh, the old guy is left on the sideline looking. So, um, curious to what uh, Dabo is going to do with that because I still think he'd probably start DJ on the road in a hostile environment, but I was real curious to see what he was saying in practice. Yeah, it looks like uh, DJ will start, I believe. So, uh, and he's had experience there but uh but has a loss there so uh he'll be fired up in south bend how about the uh the other games is tennessee ready I, look they have passed every test this year even if they lose to georgia uh they are still deserving of their their ranking i think for, for what they've done so far but uh are they ready to go into athens and, and be the defending champion is it just me or, or is everybody just it feels like you're waiting for that Tennessee loss, right? Yeah. Every week they come out and they play over their head a little bit. And, and look, Josh Heupel. I mean, the hype is real for Heupel, right? He's gone in there and what his offense has done. Same thing it did at Central Florida. And so now, you know, yeah, they do it again against the defending champs. I just keep waiting for them to stumble a little bit. But Hooker has been great. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I have trouble picking them every week because I just feel like they've been playing over their heads. So I, I wouldn't pick them this week. That doesn't mean they're, they're not going to win. Uh, they've certainly been offensively a really fun team to watch. Brian North joining us. Uh, Wake Forest NC State has lost a bit of luster with no Devin Leary and with what happened to Wake Forest last week. They had the quarter from hell against Louisville. 35 to nothing. The Cardinals outscored the Demon Deacons in the third quarter, and it was just interception after interception after fumble. It was a nightmare quarter for Wake Forest, and they couldn't overcome it. And now they try to bounce back, uh, but it should be a good game against NC State coming up on Saturday night. This is normally the part of the show where I say, well, Cliff, as I previously told you on your show, we yeah. go back and look at the archives about Wake Forest. You can erase last week's rant about Wake Forest not getting the respect they deserve. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they had that horrible quarter, but they're still a great football program. But, uh, you know, obviously neither team has a chance to win the division now. Both are already bowl eligible, so now what are you playing for, right? You're playing for a lot of pride. You're playing for um, maybe a better bowl game eventually. But uh, there's not a lot of external incentive in this one. This is just one of those good old rivalry games. And uh, Wake has had State's number a lot through the years. So uh, I'm curious how this one plays out. But I would expect Wake to bounce back. I'm curious about MJ. 
uh, Morris, the, the NC State freshman, now that he's yeah. had uh, ten, 10 days of getting all the reps in practice, right? He'd been sitting there uh, getting very few reps and came out and performed like that against Virginia Tech. Now let's see how he does with a full week of practice. Yeah, that will be interesting to see as he gets the start for the Wolfpack. Brian North joining us. Uh, Brian, great football weekend. Uh, hoops uh, right around the corner and a lot of high school football coming up tonight on the Blitz. Uh, what else you got on your docket for the weekend? Yeah, we'll keep an eye on the World Series travel day today, and then we'll see if the Astros can finish off the Phillies or if uh, Philly can win two on the road, which will be impossible in Houston. But, you know, you never say never with that group. So that'll be certainly capturing my interest. NASCAR final race. Yeah. You know, it's funny how a guy who doesn't even win a race yet generates that much interest in a move he made has got everybody back on the NASCAR wagon for a minute. So I'll be keeping an eye on who wins the championship this week. I'm glad you brought that up, Brian. As somebody, and your NASCAR viewing has seemed to fade kind of over the years with everything you've got going on. We used to talk about it quite a bit, but um, (laughs) it it looked fake. It looked like a movie. It looked like uh, a glitch when you're watching, especially when you watch it from like the fans that were there, their uh, their phone videos. Uh, But what did you think of that move and i've seen like a that was cool but we can't keep do we can't do that every race or something like what like what comes of this move by bill the other day yeah so i've been kind of reading up on it trying to figure it out and i think really the only track it could happen was martinsville because it's got that tight turn and the long straightaways and with the safer barriers and with gates and all those other sorts of things that tracks i don't know if that move can work other places i've heard a few other guys have tried it but maybe not with the conviction that Ross Chastain did. But um, I thought it was nuts. I don't think, like, just like the shift in baseball or whatever innovative thing you come up with in sports, to me, banning it's the the weak way to go out. Embrace somebody who found a different way or found a cheat code on something and uh, let them have it. Now, if you start wrecking everybody's cars uh, trying to do such a move, well, maybe you have to start looking into safety, but – the guy made the move. He wrecked his race car, but the payoff was there because he gets into the chase for the championship. And um, so I thought it was brilliant. I don't know if you can duplicate that every week. I don't think so. I think it was unique to that track. I thought it was, again, brilliant. Um, and I kind of almost hope no one else tries it because the first time was the best time, and I hope no one ever does it again. It's <laughs> legendary. And uh, it was Ross Chastain, as Brian said. Christopher Bell won the race, which is why I said his name. And now you've got kind of two knowns and uh and two i don't know un- under known young bucks uh here racing for a championship and i don't know if it's good or bad for nascar but uh some new blood in the mix here brian well what's good for nascar is that they got in the headlines with that move and that's definitely yeah. do. and so um now yeah you look at the well people pay a little more attention this week maybe especially if ross is in the mix but no one knows who he is uh, then you've got you know Chase Elliott, his mom's from New Bern, so we always have that tie here. We're always looking uh, to exploit, and so um, no, it'll be it'll be an interesting race. It'll it'll get some attention because it's the final race, because it's a championship race. And when NASCAR went to its new format, this playoff format, this is what they wanted. They wanted this one race uh, kind of capture your attention sort of deal. And so they're going to get it this year again. Um, it doesn't. I don't think it really tr- crowns the true champion of NASCAR. I don't think it's the best driver that that always wins it, but uh, but I'll be paying attention to it. Brian North joining us, uh, getting you ready for your sports weekend. North, appreciate it as always, man. We will check in with you again next week. All right, sounds good, Clipper. Enjoy your weekend off. 
thank you brian i plan to i plan to do just that all right uh shirley let's make somebody's weekend uh, get off to a good start let's give away some bud light seltzer apple slices booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere must be 21 or older to win and must be caller four right now 317-1250 317-1250 we'll give away a 12 pack of the bud light seltzer apple slices limited edition Sounds good for a mild weekend like this here in November. 317-1250, you're a winner. And we're back with more after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back country mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and the country food around and Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Welcome back into the program, and let's quickly head back out to the Pit Electric Live Line Golf Shop Radio Show coming your way, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturday here on Pirate Radio. Mark Greenhill is one of the hosts on that program. He joins us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Greeny, how you doing on this Friday? I'm doing good. I just hit my tee shot on the par three to about 25 feet. All right, Greeny, uh, not just a guy that talks about golf. He is a former college golfer and uh still hits the link so uh where are you playing at today greeny i'm playing down in carolina lakes in indian land south carolina so just over the border from uh, the ballantine area in charlotte if people know where that is so uh, a little a little uh, captain's choice charity golf tournament and how about the uh the golf weather uh greeny at least here in eastern north carolina it's uh it's hot i gotta imagine it's not too much different down there in south carolina what's the uh the weather like Oh, it's about uh, 73, 74 degrees, just a little light breeze. So it's absolutely gorgeous weather to be out playing golf. Uh, awesome stuff. Mark Greenheld's joining us, Greeny. Uh, while we're on the topic, we'll st- stick there. Uh, what's going on this week? What are you following in the uh, the golf world? Well, they're playing the um, the Mayakoba this week. So this is another tournament, not the greatest field. You have a smattering of some top players. But again, another great opportunity for some guys to uh, – get a good start to their year. So uh, Sam Ryder currently leading the golf tournament. So one of those guys that uh, you kind of know his name, but not always at the top of leaderboard. So again, you look to see if you got some veterans that need some status, they play well and get some status. You got some uh, rookies maybe coming out from the corn Ferry tour and uh, some other guys, maybe on medical, medical exemptions and stuff like that. So again, these, these are the events where you look to see who can get off to a good start of the year. And maybe somebody that you need to pay attention to is uh as the year really kicks off in January. Something to watch there. Also, a great weekend of college football with some headliners, including, of course, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, LSU. In our state, uh, could have been a bigger game, but 
no Devin Leary, and Wake Forest had an atrocious third quarter last week against Louisville. So Wake Forest, NC State, still two top 25 teams, but that one's lost a little bit of luster. But I am looking forward to 7.30 Saturday night in South Bend as Clemson takes on Notre Dame. And as we've talked this year, Greeny, and, and about Clemson's chances to run the table, you've brought this one up as a potential the speed bump but clemson uh is a road favorite in this game a game where dj uh got his what first start first action maybe a couple years ago in south bend played pretty well but notre dame got the win so now he and uh this offense looking for some revenge from a couple years ago when they take on the irish saturday night yeah this was actually his second start he he started the bc game two years ago uh and threw for like four 300 something yards came in and threw for about 400 at notre dame and did not win the football game, but yeah, you're right. This is the one game that I was looking at at the beginning of the year is the, the one that I was not comfortable with uh, in terms of winning and losing that one. So uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a grind. We'll see how DJ comes out uh, after last week's uh, trouble and turning the ball over so many times. So if he can just settle in and not make all the mistakes, we'll be in good shape. Greeny, still, look, a ton to, to play between now and the, the end of the season, the college football playoff, but I don't know. Thoughts on Clemson at number four in the rankings? Again, all that can change with everything to go, but to have them, you know, ahead of Michigan, ahead of TCU, which is undefeated, but we thought they would. I mean, the Clemson looks like they're in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah, they went out. They're definitely in. I don't think they'd be any worse than third if they went out at this point. So uh, just continue to win and, and move on is really their motto, and that's always been the motto under Davo Sweeney. I mean, he doesn't really – care what it looks like as long as it gets done that's all that matters uh you know obviously you got tennessee georgia so one of those two teams is going to lose this week and you know the potential if one of them gets blown out then you then you hop over one of them so you're in pretty good shape from that standpoint as well mark greenell's golf shop radio show joining us on a friday edition of pirate radio live greeny will let you get back to your golf game what's uh on the docket for saturday's edition of the golf shop radio show so we're going to talk to, uh, obviously, Bill Bender, talk a little college football, maybe some uh, finals of the World Series, a little NFL action. Then we're going to have our man, Rob Spellman, the best job in, uh, in the world, where he gets to travel to all these great resorts and golf courses and tee it up and stay in great places. So we'll check in and see what he's got going on. And then we're going to check in on next week's tournament, the Houston Open, with the tournament director, Colby Calloway. So we'll find out what's going on down in Houston. Great stuff, Greeny. Uh, hit them straight, and we'll check in with you again next Friday uh, right here on Pirate Radio. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Have a good one. Thank you, Greeny. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show, 8 to 10 a.m. right here Saturday on Pirate Radio. We will take a timeout, our final one. Come back. Get ready to wrap it up for the week. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. It was a good day for the Dow. They closed up 401 points at 32,403. NASDAQ was ahead 166 points and uh, closed out at 10,857. And the S&P was up 370, excuse me, up 50 points and closed out at 3,770. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Back to you, Clip. All right, Shirley. My DH Conley Vikings 5-5 five five this year, taking on an 8-2 team, Leesville Road, in the playoffs tonight. Your Farmville Central Jaguars 5-5 five five this year, taking on an 8-2 Northeastern <laughs> team tonight. It's going to be a tough task, but uh, really they've been a surprise this year. Yeah, so. Ron Cook's team uh, has played well, so good luck to the Jags, the Vikes, and all the area teams tonight high school football playoffs and guess what we're your headquarters to get you ready for the action because coming up in one minute well less than a minute morgan aylers high school huddle on the way dh conley football tonight seven o'clock right here on pirate radio have a great weekend i will surely will because we are off we'll uh talk to you monday at three on pirate radio live so long everybody Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.